the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. You're listening to the eighth season of CHSL Football on the Patriot. Our game of the week is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending, Alliance Catholic Credit Union, Siena Heights University, and The Student Connection. Listen each week as we bring you exciting matchups within the best league in the state. Now, it's time to send it to the Mitten Mortgage Lending broadcast booth. Here are the voices of CHSL Football. Here's Brendan Shabath and Carl Ruff. Welcome in to the Catholic High School League football game of the week pregame show. As we mentioned, I am Brendan Shabath. Joining alongside me is Carl Ruff in the Mitten Mortgage Lending broadcast booth here as the Everest Collegiate Mountaineers are taking on the Cardinal Mooney Cardinals in Everest's homecoming game here at Everest Collegiate. High school in Clarkston, Michigan. Carl, pleasure to be here. Thank you for joining me. Looking forward to this game, talking to the coaches pregame. It sounds like this is going to be a close one. Two teams doing very well this year, both 4-1 and one right now. What does Everest do right so far that has gotten them to 4-1 and one on this season? Everest is kind of a balanced attack, a uh, little bit of a pass play uh, run, but their defense is also very good. And for Cardinal Mooney, they have three receivers who are characterized as very, very fast uh, by their own coach. They're going to try to throw the ball a little bit here today if Everest loads the box and the run doesn't work, don't you think? Yeah, well, uh, they're going to find some good defensive players over here uh, uh, on the Everest team that they're going to face. Uh, a couple of players uh, named uh, Nedwick uh, out on the, uh, the back end of the uh, defense uh, who play very well. Yeah, the brothers Jimmy and Johnny Nedwick for Everest. Johnny, the senior, who uh, is the main receiver for Everest, 22 catches, 377 yards on the season, three touchdowns as well. Jimmy Nedwick, just a freshman, a couple years younger, only four catches, 59 yards, still yet to snag a touchdown on the season. But both of these guys catch passes from Carl, a great quarterback, and Joey Thibodeau, who is the one of the leaders of this team, a senior uh, 58% uh, completion percentage so far this year. He's got 522 pass yards, three touchdowns, just two picks. 
Um, and he can run the ball a little bit, too. He's ran for six touchdowns along with 358 yards. Yeah, he's a dual threat. Uh, he's number two on the team in attempts uh, and yards. And Everest not only has a balanced play call offensively, but they have a balanced run game. And Nathan Beggs, their running back, who's also a senior, he's got 461 yards on 67 attempts. That's good for almost seven yards per carry. He's got nine touchdowns, zero fumbles so far. Uh, I was talking to Mike Prichnicki pregame, and he was uh, on the phone with me telling me about Nathan Beggs, and someone walked by his office and says, don't forget to tell him he got a 36 on the ACT. So Beggs, a fantastically smart kid and a fantastic football player as well. Yeah, well, you're going to see that intelligence out here on the field. He picks and chooses uh, and uses good uh, ground intelligence. So let's move it over to the red and white for Cardinal Mooney. Their main quarterback is going to be Marco Taranta, a senior who had a fantastic game last week, 237 yards and four touchdowns in Cardinal Mooney's win. Taranta has an interesting story. He tried out as a freshman, made the freshman team, and then stopped playing football for two years, didn't try out as a sophomore, didn't try out as a junior. Mooney had a, a, a big quarterback battle uh, in this offseason, and Taranta went out for the team again, made the team as a senior, and won the job. And it sounds like Joe Cannell, the head coach for Cardinal Mooney, leans heavily on Taranta to lead his offense. Well, rightly so. He's uh, putting up some good numbers this year so far. And then the running back for them, Brendan Hayden's later, the junior, already a captain, very shifty, very fast back. He started last year as a sophomore for Cardinal Mooney, but shattered his ankle in week two and missed the rest of the season. He's had a good year so far. They're going to look to get him going today, definitely in the run game. Well, sure, and this is uh, sets the stage for the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely, and we'll see what these two defenses can bring to this matchup. Everest has a quality defense right now. That one's led by Diego Ramirez Gomez, the senior. 23 tackles on the year, nine solo tackles for him, 28 assists, two forced fumbles, Everest has a lot of guys who have forced fumbles this year. They like to get after it uh, and poke that ball out and win the turnover battle. That's a very important thing that Mike Prichnicki talked about. Winning the turtle turnover battle is a key to winning this game. Well, you know, that's that's going to be uh, the case in a lot of games here. But as you say, they have a lot of talent on that side of the ball, ball hawks. Johnny Nedwick as well. The older Johnny Nedwick, the senior that we mentioned, the, the older of the two brothers, he's grabbed two interceptions so far this year, two fumble recoveries, has a pick six. His brother Jimmy has forced four fumbles as a freshman, Jimmy Nedwick, and also as an interception himself. Gavin Harris, a junior defensive back, has a forced fumble as well. And uh, a lot of guys on the D-line, Dom Engel, the junior, has two and a half sacks. Aiden Bocamp, who is their big leader, 11 and a half tackles, one sack, a fumble recovery. This is just a astounding Everest defense that is going to load guys into the box and put pressure on the quarterback and, and force Cardinal Mooney to make plays tonight. You know, a lot of coaches, they're going to emphasize either offense or defense, and you're going to see a strong point. With Everest, you kind of have a balance. You've got strong strength on both sides of the ball. And it's talking to Joe Cannell pregame, it sounds like something that he's a little bit worried about where if they load the box up against Everest, they're going to throw over top of them. But if they play back in the pass coverage, they're going to get beat in the run. If you were Joe Cannell, what would be your strategy or your game plan, at least to start the game against Everest? To start the game, I think uh, Everest is going to try to run the ball to control uh, the tempo of this game. So you're going to have to have your uh, linebackers up close, and maybe you're going to play only two deep and uh, see if you can stop that run. And vice versa on the other side, if you're Mike Prichnicki defensively, this is a Cardinal Mooney team that has three receivers that can just run past pretty much anybody. And uh, 
they want to run the ball, too, though, talking to Joe Cannell pregame. He says they want to establish the run in order to utilize that pass with the defensive strategy for Everest. I think uh, Everest has got uh, the playmakers that uh, they can take a little bit of a chance on the back end. They've got uh, some fellows back there that uh, can cover a lot of ground. I think they need they can take some chances and uh, let the guys up front handle the run game. You're listening to the Catholic High School League Game of the Week pregame show in the Mitten Mortgage Lending Broadcast booth with Brennan Shabath and Carl Ruff. We'll be right back after this short break. CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK The Patriot is brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Attention realtors, are you sick and tired of working with a lender that you can't get a hold of? Are you and your clients tired of waiting 30 days or more to close? Your lender is an extension of you, and they value the work you do for their clients as well. At Mitten Mortgage Lending, you can expect consistent closings in 14 days or less. Their rates are great, but their service is even better. Check out their five-star Google reviews and see how Mitten Mortgage Lending can help you grow your business and help your clients get their keys without any headaches. NLMS 1723481. Hi, this is Daryl Wood. You're listening to the CHSL Football Game of the Week. See you Monday at 6 p.m. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic University in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. Dennis Prager here on the next Dennis Prager Show, New York Times piece, I Can't Imagine a Good Future, Young Iranians Increasingly Want Out. That's a real shock. If you were a young Iranian, wouldn't you want to stay in this medieval state? headlines that the latest news the happiness hour and more on the next dennis prager show dennis prager weekdays at noon on the patriot more chsl pregame show next hey warrior fans join us on saturday october 9th for homecoming cheer on the warriors as they take on gliac rival michigan tech under the lights in midtown following the game enjoy post-game fireworks Tickets are available at wfuathletics.com slash tickets. And as always, parking is free in Lot 50 on game day. Go Warriors. Welcome back to the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week pregame show. I am Brendan Shabbat, joining alongside me, Carl Ruff, in the Mitten Mortgage Lending Broadcast booth. Carl, for Everest this game, what are some keys to victory? Keys to victory is to get the brothers Hedwig, Nedwig, sorry, uh, Nedwig involved uh, offensively, defensively. You can count on them at the back half of the defense to uh, perform when called upon, but we need to get a little bit out of them on offense. And then for Cardinal Mooney, uh, their coach Joe Cannell cited three wide receivers who we all categorized as very fast with great hands. That's sophomore Brian Everhart, junior Trent Rice, and also junior Ryan Tremblay. Trent Rice is a guy who has a D1 offer from Oakland that he got last year as a sophomore in baseball. 
key to victory for them using those guys, or is it going to be establishing the run? Uh, I think they're going to have to establish the run, but ultimately it's balance. I mean, the coaches, uh, the opposing teams can always look at your stats. They, they get the word on what a team does well. And uh, if you've got these three flyers back there, uh, they know that they're going to have to stand them up. They're going to have to hit them up near the line of scrimmage, kind of disrupt their, their pathways, but you still have to stop that run. And based on the knowledge that we have of these two teams right now, who do you think is going to win the turnover battle, should there be one? You know, uh, Brendan, that's that's kind of hard to say. Uh, it's it's a beautiful uh, day out here, the uh, turnover battle with uh, fumbles, interceptions. I mean, the interceptions are, are going to come if they're going to throw. Uh, down between the tackles, if they're going to be running more, got hands and fumbles. Both, both teams have gotten some of these turnovers throughout the season at this point. I would expect... Uh, Let's let's go right back to the Everest back end. I'm, I think uh, interceptions are going to play a factor in this one. Yeah, we'll see who who plays out and we'll see who shows out. Uh, what's your, your your players to watch on on each side of this team? We'll start with Everest. With Everest, I, I touched on the the brothers Nedwick a couple of times. Uh, running backs, defensive backs, both sides of the ball, uh, and and you've named the uh, the wide receivers for Cardinal Mooney. Uh, Rice, Trombley, and Everhart. Uh, these guys are going to show. They're going to be there. They are looking for that ball. Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm actually really excited to see uh, Everest running back Nathan Beggs, as we mentioned. He's got almost 500 yards this year. He's ran for nine touchdowns. And I really want to see how that 36 ACT translates into football. You know, a lot of times I'm a big college basketball fan. We'll see Ivy League teams come into March Madness and win a game or two because they've got those smart guys that make those smart decisions. And I think that translates to football as well. I'm really excited to see Beggs come out here and uh, see what he can do and, and see how smart he can be with the football, with this running, and on the defensive side too at linebacker. Yeah, as for uh, his abilities at running back, he's got uh, his longest run is 38 yards. The rest of those yards are less than that. So those are hard hitting at 6.9 yards per carry. He's down there. He's got to not only be smart, he's also got to have vision to get those kind of results. And, and I think it's already translated. He's got zero fumbles on the year. That's a guy who holds onto the ball well and doesn't put himself in positions to lose the ball. And then for me on the Cardinal Mooney end, I, I'm very excited to see uh, Brian Everhart, the sophomore wide receiver. I love watching young guys come out here uh, in high school football and, and go out there and make plays. Everhart's a six-foot guy, super fast, great hands. Joe Cannell sounds like he absolutely loves him. Um, and I think Everest is going to shut down the run here to start, so Mooney's going to have to start throwing it, and I think they're going to try to utilize Everhart and see what he can do. So uh, it should be interesting. I'm really excited to see Brian Everhart go out there and play. All right, let's see him go. All right, let's send it over to Brian Belensky in our studio for the MHSAA 5-Minute Weekly Report. Top swim teams battle in Northville and a fantastic finish on the gridiron capped by a receiver's huge night. It's all next on This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, Michigan's go-to resource for student financial aid. I'm John Ross, and welcome to This Week in High School Sports. Northville hosted a swimming and diving quad over the weekend, and it brought four powerhouse teams to the pool. Joining them were Ann Arbor Pioneer, Birmingham Seaholm, and Bloomfield Hills Cranbrook Kingswood. That's last year's Division I champ, Pioneer, last year's Division II champ, Seaholm, last year's Division III champ, Cranbrook, and last year's third-place finisher in Division I, Northville. 
and when it was all said and done, Pioneer swept all three matches with Stella Chapman and Sophia Guo turning in some big-time performances. Chapman finished first in the individual medley and backstroke and was on two first-place relay teams, the 200 medley and 400 free. Guo was first in the 100 freestyle, second in the 50 freestyle, and was also on two first-place relay teams, the 200 medley and the 200 free. The host team, Northville, finished second. The 2021 Lower Peninsula Girls Swimming and Diving Championships will take place November 19th and 20th. The D1 Finals will be at the Holland Aquatic Center, Division II at Oakland University, and Division III at Calvin University. Game balls this week go to Spring Lake golfer Clara Saunders. Saunders paced a balanced attack at the Ludington Invitational that saw her Lakers finish first among 12 teams, and her team-best 87 was good enough for third overall. Ludington finished second, five strokes back. The Marquette volleyball team. Playing in the nine-team Redette Rumble Tournament, Marquette went 5-0 to take home the title and did so without dropping a set. They won two sets to none against Brimley in the semis and then Kingsford in the championship match. And to Woodhaven's Cornell Perry. Perry caught a touchdown pass in the game's final seconds to give Woodhaven a 33-28 win over Allen Park. Both teams were undefeated coming into the matchup. Perry ended the game with nine catches for 164 yards as Woodhaven moves to 5-0. Need money for college? You need My Student Aid. My Student Aid is the go-to resource that helps Michigan families find money to pay for college. Plus, they'll guide you through the financial aid process and answer any questions you have. For grants, scholarships, and more, connect with My Student Aid. Helping make college affordable for everyone. Learn more at michigan.gov slash aid. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with the MHSAA's Sam Davis. Three things can happen if a field goal attempt crosses the line of scrimmage but comes up short of the goal line. Do you know all three? First, the ball can go out of bounds. If that happens, the ball is dead, and on the change of possession, the team newly on offense takes over where the ball went out of bounds. Second, the kicking team can be the first to touch the ball. When that happens, this is the first touching, and again, the team newly on offense takes over where the ball was down. And third, the receiving team can return the kick, and they would take over on offense after returner has been tackled or goes out of bounds. Think of a field goal attempt as a punt, and you'll always know what's possible if the kick comes up short of the goal line. Thanks, Sam. You can be a referee. Just go to the MHSAA website now to register. Schoolcraft's Hannah Thompson had a huge junior season on the soccer field. She scored 87 goals, which set the individual season state record. She didn't just set the record, she smashed it. Her 87 goals last year were 21 more than the previous record of 66 set in 2001. In fact, Thompson's 87 tallies are more than the boys' record of 76. So how does she spend the fall season of her senior year? By being the place kicker for the Schoolcraft football team. Through the team's first three games, she is 4 of 5 on point after tries, and she is the first female football player in school history. She's committed to Eastern Michigan to play soccer and will look to add to her goal-scoring record this spring. 
For more, be sure to check out secondhalf.mhsaa.com. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Ross. We'll see you next week. We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade, anywhere. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com. Hey, it's Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. So thrilled to be in Detroit with all of my camp house buddies. Howdy, folks. It's Larry Wysoon, Mr. Whitetail. Hey! This is your blood brother, Ted Nugent. God bless America. Good morning, everybody. It's Jace Robertson from Duck Dynasty. Billy, if you don't sit down, those ducks are never going to come in. <laughs> I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam. Billy, let's go fishing. Big Billy Kinder Outdoors, Saturday morning at 6 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. More CHSL pregame show next. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Detroit skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Detroit. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400, WDTK Detroit, where local news matters. A division of Salem Media Group, an Odyssey station. You're listening to the eighth season of CHSL Football on The Patriot. Our game of the week is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending, Alliance Catholic Credit Union, Siena Heights University, and The Student Connection. Listen each week as we bring you exciting matchups within the best league in the state. Now, it's time to send it to the Mitten Mortgage Lending Broadcast Booth. Here are the voices of CHSL football. Here's Brendan Shabath and Carl Ruff. Welcome back to the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week. In the Mitten Mortgage Lending Broadcast booth, I am Brennan Shabazz. Joining alongside me is Carl Ruff. We are at Everest Collegiate High School in Clarkston, Michigan, for Everest's homecoming game, where the Cardinal Mooney Cardinals go on the road and travel here to Everest. Carl, we've mentioned it, I think, ad nauseum already. This should be a good game. It should be an exciting one. Yeah, it should be a good game. Uh, both teams come in here 4-1 uh, and one overall. Uh, Mooney is 2-1 and one in the league. Everest is 2-0. and oh. For uh, home and away games, uh, Mooney does good on the road. Uh, they are three and zero. Their one loss being at home, and uh, uh, Everest has suffered one defeat uh, here at home. They are two and one. So, karma not in uh, Everest's best interest. Mooney's going to try to keep that three and zero streak alive on the road and spoil Everest's homecoming matchup for the Mountaineers. Uh, we've talked about some football cliches. What works and what doesn't. The turnover battle is one we've mentioned. Let's talk about another one here in the trenches. So far in pregame, this Mountaineer team looks a lot bigger than Cardinal Mooney. You think that's going to play a factor in, in the trenches here in the front lines? 
Oh, sure. I mean, that's your uh, hallmark of uh, why the running game is so successful uh, for the Everest team and uh, why you've got a a running back who's run for over 460 yards so far this year. And down deep, uh, he's uh, putting the touchdowns on the board. Yeah, Everest has a team has as a team, excuse me, has rushed for over 800 yards. They just really ground and pound the ball, and they don't throw a whole lot, but when they do, it does work out. As we mentioned, Johnny Nedwick, 22 catches, 377 yards this year. So, Carl, how important it, important is it going to be for Mooney's guys to do the best they can and and really try to to hold up up front and and try to establish that run game because with that run game comes the play action and the passing and what Mooney is best at. They're really going to have to focus on that here in the the opening, aren't they? Sure. The the best thing you can do as an offense is to keep that defense off balance. So you're going to have to mix in some of the passes, some of the runs, establish that run game, but you might have to run outside a little bit where the crashing of the linebackers and filling in the gaps, they're going to be plugging up holes that there's no running back going to. So splitting it out on the strong side or splitting it out on the weak side is a good option here for Mooney. And that sounds like something Mooney's going to try to do because Hayden Slater is one of those quick, shifty guys. He's a downhill runner, and he's going to have to get around Spencer Lacey and Diego Ramirez Gomez for Everest that are in that second level. Those two linebackers really uh, have combined for almost 50 tackles so far this year. Oh, sure. They're, they eat them up back there, and uh, that's because your offensive, or excuse me, your defensive line is so good that they're able to pick up what makes it through. They're high on the tackle count because they're good, and uh, defensively in the backfield, the uh, defensive backs clean that mess up as well. So, Carl, I don't usually like giving predictions because I believe anybody in our business doesn't really know what they're talking about at the end of the day, and anything can happen in the world of sports. But let's change it up today. Let's do it. What's your uh, score and winner prediction for tonight's homecoming game here at Everest? Well, let's put the new guy in the spot here. Uh, homecoming for Everest, I'm going to put them up 34-31 over Mooney. 34-31, you're going high score. And I'm going to say I'm gonna say it's a close one. It's going to come down to a field goal 20-17 to 17 Everest. Everest is going to come away with it. All Everest. right, we are in agreement, Brendan. All right, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Everest will win their homecoming matchup, according to us here in the Mitten Mortgage Lending Broadcast booth. I will say this booth has quite the beautiful view, Carl. We've got the almost color-changing trees as our backdrop of this field here in Clarkston and the the rolling hills and stuff. This is just a great night for football. No better way to have it. No, it's great. We're taking advantage of this uh, new October weather pattern that uh, we've been experiencing here. And with the fall colors, as you mentioned, sun's going down here. Uh, not being interfered with uh, on the LED lights here, although I'm looking forward to seeing how these things perform. Uh, haven't seen uh, uh, this uh, light pattern here, uh, but it, it's interesting, and uh, I'm looking forward to a well-lit game. I'm looking for a great game. Yeah. Uh, Carl, I want to ask you, does your bank make you feel like you belong there, or do they just treat you like you're the ATM? At Alliance Catholic Credit Union, you're a member of a financial institution that serves the Catholic community. They treat you with genuine care and concern. And as the largest Catholic credit union in Michigan, they have the resources to help you manage your money in whatever way you need, whether you are approaching retirement or just starting your career like me, whether you're a business owner or a student just starting out. Put your money where your faith is and join Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to get started. That's AllianceCatholic.com. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League federally insured by the ncua carl i've been with alliance since 
my first communion back in second grade. Uh, a fantastic credit union that I that I highly recommend. Yeah, they uh, took care of my parents for uh, quite a while. Uh, parents were somewhere else until uh, there was a, a reason to move, and uh, they were in uh, Dearborn. And uh, my parents uh, certainly enjoyed their services. Glad to hear it. We're about three minutes away until kickoff here. It looks like this is going to be a, a fairly uh, fan-packed game with, with it being homecoming for Everest. This is one of the smaller high school stadiums in the state, but they've got the cool brick seats here at Everest, and they, they as does any high school stadium, they make sure to, to limit the, the away team seating. Just a few bleachers over there on the Cardinal Mooney side, but I'm excited. I think this is going to be a good atmosphere. This, these Everest fans, I think, are looking forward to uh, – Team and their win going at four and one, trying to get to five, especially for homecoming. Yeah, I think we're going to be hearing a boisterous crowd here from this home team. Yeah, they are. The fans are right in front of us here in the booth, and uh, we might have to uh, get up out of our seats a little bit to uh, see the play a couple times. Uh, should they get up out of their seats, if it's a good play for Everest, we'll uh, cross that bridge when we get there, though, huh? Yeah, we will make it happen. All right, so we're a couple minutes from kickoff. You've been listening to the Catholic High School League football game of the week pregame show. Next up is the game. It's Everest versus Cardinal Mooney at Everest Collegiate High School. The CHSL football game of the week is brought to you by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena Heights University. Hey, Warrior fans, join us on Saturday, October 9th for Homecoming. Cheer on the Warriors as they take on GLIAC rival Michigan Tech under the lights in Midtown. Following the game, enjoy post-game fireworks. Tickets are available at wsuathletics.com slash tickets. And as always, parking is free in Lot 50 on game day. Go Warriors! You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK Detroit. Listen to WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines, plus on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot Detroit at odyssey.com today. Hi, this is Daryl Wood. You're listening to CHSL Football. See you Monday. Have we gotten to the point where at some high school game that an official has finally had enough from coaches, players, and adults, pulls off the whistle, and offers it to you? Let's hope not. There's no way you could do a better job. It's on everyone to promote good sportsmanship. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Everyone, Matt Corvath, boys varsity basketball coach at Divine Child. Mitten Mortgage Lending is happy to be back again this year as a sponsor of Catholic League High School Football. Whether you are a first-time homebuyer, need a refinance, or a veteran looking for a home loan, you know you can trust Mitten Mortgage Lending with your financing. Go to Google, type in Mitten Mortgage Lending, and check out our five-star reviews and see for yourself. And MLS 1723481. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. 
Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's Over 200 digital media strategists with all the current digital tools, resources, and training bringing your business the real results you need. These are the people who are passionate about your marketing success and will work 24-7 to deliver customers to you and your business. So, Tim. Yes, level 12. I'm going to be here all night. Or the team at Salem Surround. Why trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? Nationwide exposure, experience, and expertise. Let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business. It's an easy decision. To learn more about Salem Surround or for a free, no-obligation digital audit, visit us at surrounddetroit.com. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. The Republicans want no part of a debt ceiling hike, and good for them. Democrats wanted the White House. They got it. Democrats wanted to keep the House in 2020. Speaker Pelosi got her wish. Barely. Democrats wanted the Senate majority. Now Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has it. Democrats have all they need to bring up their giant spending bill to the floor, including massive tax hikes and a debt ceiling increase attached. The nation is out of borrowing authority, so Congress must either pass a hike in the debt authority, pass a standalone bill as part of a stopgap measure, or as part of the massive spending and tax bill. The last option won't require any GOP votes, but it would require Democrats to get an agreement among themselves on which taxes to raise, how much to spend, when to spend it, and on who. The Republicans should have no part of this inflationary giant boondoggle. Republicans need to have message discipline. Just say no. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu Aw, are you thirsty? If you're a cat owner... You should know subtle behavioral changes can sometimes be early signs of illness. Wow, you really need a brushing. Increased thirst, decreased grooming, and many other changes can be harder to detect in cats. And cat owners may not notice a change until the disease is advanced. You don't seem yourself lately. That's why every cat should receive a wellness exam twice a year. Wellness exams can help your veterinarian detect, treat, or ideally prevent health problems before they become serious. I think it's time you had a checkup. Call your veterinarian and schedule your cat's wellness exam today or visit avma.org for more information. A message from the American Veterinary Medical Association and your local veterinarians. National anthem rings, the crowd cheers, and we're ready for football here at Everest Collegiate High School. Brennan Shabath, Carl Ruff here in the Mitten Mortgage Broadcast Lending Booth. Should be a good one, Carl. We didn't see who won the toss, so we don't know yet until they run out who's going to get the ball first. Well, a little bit of uh, coaching up, a little bit of pumping up there on the sideline for Everest. I tell you, Everest has some slick uniforms today. They're in the all black with the matte black helmets, one-sided silver logo. Those are pretty sweet, and it looks like Everest will start with the ball. Back for them is going to be Joey Thibodeau, Gavin Harris, and Patrick Cooper. 
out there to return. So Mooney to kick off from the 40. It's Michael Ricard, Mooney's designated kicker. And we are underway with the Catholic High School League football game of the week. It's fielded. Everest running some trickery up the left side is Jimmy Nedwick, the younger one, staying on his feet. Gets out past the 35 at about the 38. Everest out with the trickery on the kickoff already. Yeah, it shows you where Coach's mind is on this game. He's going to have to dig deep into the playbook, start out, but he puts them right on notice at the beginning of the game. They're going to have to be paying attention. So now we will see Joey Thibodeau in his offense. Thibodeau in the gun, bags to his left, two receivers right, one to the left. Ball is on the near hash. Mooney loads eight in the box. Thibodeau takes the snap, looks right, throws. It is caught there by Wyatt File for a gain of about five over to the far hash. Mooney moves it up to just short of the 45-yard line, about the football length away. File was uh, initially not covered, uh, quickly adjusted by Mooney. Thibodeau, same formation, this time two receivers left, one to his right. Sends one in motion, takes a snap, hands off to Bex. Bex finds a hole, gets the first down just short of the 50-yard line out to the 49, running right, found a hole, and got to move the sticks. A lot of moving parts there on Everest's offense for uh, Mooney to keep an eye on. Everest with their first first down of the game as Thibodeau takes the signals from Mike Pruchnicki. Everest very methodical, takes their time with this offense. They want to make sure they get everything right, not trying to speed things up and force a bad play. Same formation again. Thibodeau sends one in motion. It's a pitch caught by file. File running up the left side, tries to stiff arm a man, stays on his feet, stiff arms another man. Out across into Mooney territory inside the 45, down at the 43-yard line. A good run there to stay on his feet from Wyatt File. Yeah, that play was kind of sniffed out early by the defense, but the blocking up front made it happen. Now Everest going quickly. Two receivers right, one left. Thibodeau in the shotgun, bags next to him. Thibodeau throws, finds File with the first down, up the field. File downed hard at the 35-yard line. Tackle made by Brian Everhart. For the Cardinals. And again, once in, uh, once again, initially, uh, file left uncovered. Two quick first downs for Everest, and they're knocking on the door of the red zone. Ball at the 35, first and 10. Ten minutes to play here in the first quarter. Still knotted at zero. Thibodeau, four receivers split. Two right, two left. Sends one in motion. Hands off to the man in motion. It's Johnny Nedwick. Johnny Nedwick gets a first down. Towards the sideline, looks like he's just short of the 20-yard line. They'll mark him at the 21. Another first down for Everest. Johnny Nedwick, a slippery runner. He turns on shoulders and disappears, able to get through. Nedwick, one of the leaders on this team, along with Thibodeau and Beggs. First time we've called his name today. Thibodeau in the pistol, Beggs the back. Nedwick in the slot to the left. 
Hands off to Beggs. Beggs runs up the middle. Gets met at the line, but pushes forward for a gain of about three inside the 20-yard line. They will mark him down at the 19, and that will bring up second down. Yeah, interestingly, uh, uh, Johnny Nedwig was uh, uncovered all the way out wide uh, for that defense. Uh, Mooney guessing correctly that this was going to be a run play. Wyatt File and Dominic Engel will sub off. Duncan Brown, sophomore, subs on for Engel on the O-line. File has had two plays this drive already. Takes a breather here. Shotgun formation. Bags to Thibodeau's right. Sends a man in motion. Takes a snap. Fakes the handoff. Looking left. He has a man open, and it's overthrown. Intended for Jimmy Nedwick, the younger of the two Nedwick brothers. Chance for an Everest touchdown there, but instead it's going to be third and eight. Yeah, that was uh, decently defended by Mooney. Uh, that p- pass uh, went out of bounds uh, over his head and behind him. They sent Nedwick in motion, trying to give him a little bit of a running start. Ball was snapped, and he took up field, got open. Didn't work out, though, for Thibodeau. One receiver on the far side. That's Gavin Rison in the pistol as Thibodeau begs the back. Two receivers left. Oh, Mooney jumps off sides, and that will draw two flags from the line judges. It'll move the ball five yards forward for Everest. Makes this third down a little bit easier. They uh, had Cooper swinging out on the left-hand side, joining uh, Johnny Nedwick on that set, and uh, interesting to see how that's going to play out. Patrick Cooper, just three catches this year, 41 yards. No touchdowns yet. He's trying to get his first of the season in the homecoming game. 8.45 on the clock, third and two for Everest. All on the 15-yard line. Thibodeau sends a man in motion. It's Nedwick, Jimmy Nedwick met behind the line but stays on his feet. Stiff arms a defender. Jimmy Nedwick to the five and into the end zone for the first touchdown of the game. Jimmy Nedwick, the younger of the two brothers, the freshman, gets a touchdown, his first of the year. Had his uh, older brother out there uh, running uh, along with him, uh, playing a little bit of disruption against the defense. Everest. For the point after to make it a seven-point lead with 8.36 to play in the first. Kicker Joey Thibodeau snap was a little high, but he got it down in time. A good job there by Johnny Nedwick to save the snap, and the kick is good. 7 nothing. Everest. That touchdown was brought to you by Siena Heights University. Find out more at go.sienaheights.edu. We'll be back with Cardinal Mooney and their offense In just a few moments, you're listening to the CHSL Football Game of the Week. Season 8 of the CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot is sponsored by the Student Connection and Alliance Catholic. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting Siena Heights. Edu. That's the Siena effect. Follow the Catholic League game.
of the week on Twitter at CHSL on WDTK. Now. After the Everest touchdown, Thibodeau kicks it, and it's field, fielded by Brian Everhart as he makes a return out to the 30-yard line for Cardinal Mooney. People ask me, Carl, what is a credit unit? I tell them it's the same as a bank, but it's not there to make a profit, and you're not a customer, you're a member. With Alliance Catholic Credit Union, members share the Catholic faith, so in addition to having everything needed to manage your money, Alliance Catholic does things like sponsor the Catholic High School League, provide scholarships for Catholic students, Offer a free financial literacy program to Catholic schools. Does your bank do that? Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more. You can become a member online in minutes. That's AllianceCatholic.com, federally insured by the NCUA. And now here's the Cardinal Mooney offense. It's pitched left to Trent Rice, someone we mentioned pregame, for their speed. And he runs it to the far sideline for a gain of just one. That one was snuffed out by the Everest D. Everest uh, strung that thing out, went wide, could not find a uh, pathway, and uh, he ended up running out of real estate. So it's Marco Taranta, the starting quarterback for Mooney. He has one receiver left, one to his right. In the back is Brendan Hazenlater. It's handed off to Hazenlater, up the middle. Hazenlater makes a man miss. Tries to get forward for a little bit more, gets stopped after a gain of about three yards. Ball is spotted at the 34. So that makes it third and six. Eight minutes left. Mooney down a touchdown after Everest scored on their opening drive. Jimmy Nedwick ran in for his first touchdown on the year on the jet sweep, the freshman. His first touchdown of his high school career. A couple of runs put, uh, put them in a third and long. Now in the gun is Taranta. Two receivers left, two right. We mentioned their pass game. Taranta looks to throw, throws left, and it's bobbled. Couldn't be caught. Intended for Ryan Tremblay. And that'll bring up fourth and six for Mooney, and they're going to be forced to punt on their opening drive. Jimmy Nedgwick jumped up on that route there, got his hands in the face of the receiver. Fine job of defense. Well covered by Nedwick so far. We've said his name a lot. Jimmy, that is, the freshman. He's had a good game so far. Into punt is Eddie, or excuse me, Michael Ricard for Mooney. Johnny Nedwick back to return. It's a short punt, low. Nedwick will field it at his own 40. Runs to the 45 along the sideline and gets across the midfield line and is pushed out at the Mooney 42, and that's where Everest will take over. Trying to get back-to-back touchdowns. Good field position to start. Yeah, a little bit of a stutter start there on the uh, return. He picked it up uh, at a run off the uh, bounce and then uh, went forward, took a little bit of a pause, waited for that opening. A good, smart run. Nedwick has been a go-to receiver for Mooney this year, but he's also done pretty well in returns. He's their only punt returner. He's got 83 yards on the season, averaging 16 per return. And then in kickoffs, Nedwick has also notched 55 yards, averaging almost 30 per return. Now here's Thibodeau in the, in the pistol. Two receivers right, two left, bags the back. Does not throw. It's caught on the right side by Jimmy Nedwick for a gain of five. 
Moves the ball over to the right hash and brings up second now. You're chunking out five yards in a play, you're going to be successful. Only takes two to get the first. Everest racking the first downs quickly. They're trying to move the chains. They go fast here. Thibodeau in the gun, same formation, takes the snap. This one's an option. It's a pitch to Beggs. Has blockers on the left, gets outside. Beggs across the 30, 35. Flag comes in as Beggs is pushed out around the 25. It was the line judge who threw the flag. Could be a possible holding. A little bit of a, maybe a push in the back there uh, by uh, Johnny. It's a face mask oh. on Everett's. That would kind of be the opposite of a push in the back, but, uh, right. you know. Push in the front. <laughs> Or grab in the front. So that'll back Everest up a couple yards from the end of the run, which was marked at the Mooney 30. So now Everest backed up to the Mooney 44. They'll retry second down. Second and 12 for the Mountaineers. Once more, deliberate uh, carrying into the play. Yep. Trying to make sure they get as much as possible on the second and long. Same formation again in the gun. Four receivers split out, two right, two left. Bags the back. Thibodeau takes a snap, looks to throw. It's a quarterback draw. Thibodeau up the middle, stays on his feet, avoids one defender, and is brought down. That's a nice tackle there. That's number five, Brendan Hazen later, the captain of this defense. Stopped Thibodeau short of the original line of scrimmage. Brings up third and 11. Nathan Super there, uh, number eight for Mooney, jumped into that play, uh, held it up, made him pop outside where he's picked up. Everest going quickly, same formation again. Here's Thibodeau to throw. Does throw. Looks like a, a great catch by Johnny Nedwick. Almost a miscommunication. Patrick Cooper didn't know where that ball was going. Thought it was intended for him, but Nedwick went up between two defenders and brought it down to move the chains for Everest down to the 25-yard line. A lot of air underneath that pass, and I was uh, thinking that this was going to be uh, uh, one of those picks, but uh, it was not. It was a beautiful reception. Have yet to see a tur turnover today. Thibodeau in the pistol. Begs the back, hands it off to him on the left. Splits the A-gap. Gains five, trying to get more. And he is going to get just five. Bring up second and five from the 20-yard line. And Mooney will take a timeout. Joe Cannell wants to talk it over. Carl, if you're Coach Joe in the huddle... Mooney, what are you saying to your team right now? Everest is just marching on them. They are, and, and they did uh, what we were talking about uh, prior to the game, is mixing it up. We, we were actually talking, or I was talking about Mooney needing to mix it up to get that, uh, to free up the pass play. However, it's Everest who's hitting them right, hitting them left, pass, and run. They're doing a great job. If I'm coach over there, I'm going to tell them about maintaining their positioning. Cannell didn't have much to say. Mooney's defense quickly comes back out we've really only seen one quality defensive play from Mooney and that was after the Everest face mask in which Hazen later had a good tackle and was held up by Nathan Super on the play before or excuse me the, the the missed tackle before so Mooney's gonna have to turn around here if they don't want to get down two touchdowns pretty quickly yeah they were in a good position to make that make a stop and uh, they were unable to do it what was almost an interception gave Everest a first down to the 25, and now second and five from the 20. Two receivers left, one to the right. Sends Nedwick in motion. Thibodeau pitches to Nedwick. Nedwick up the left side, tries to hit the hole with the blocks. Physically moving forward, I think that's going to move the chains if he is at, as far enough, and it is. So another first down, Jimmy Nedwick on the five-and-a-half-yard carry gets it to the 15, and it's first down. Strong physical effort. 
Everest goes quickly. Four receivers split out. Bags the back to Thibodeau's left in the gun. Thibodeau takes the snap. Looking to throw left. Does throw. It's caught by Jim, Johnny Nedwick, and he's hit, pushed out at the six-yard line. Everest just getting up five yards at least every time. And that was a well-rehearsed play. That ball was coming out of Thibodeau's hand before the receiver turned, turned around, and boom, that ball was there. Exactly how you want it to be. Two receivers to the right. It's Jimmy Nedwick and Cooper. One to the left. That's Johnny Nedwick in the pistol. Thibodeau hands off to Beggs. Beggs up the middle. Gets a block and gets in for the score. Nathan Beggs runs it in again. That is his 10th touchdown of the season already through just five games this being the sixth and Everest goes up to 13 to nothing two touchdowns chance to make it 14 here with 5-11 left to play in the first we're seeing everything so far from this Everest team run pass everything successful and a kick is Joey Thibodeau quarterback turned kicker for the extra point and it is good Everest takes a 14 to nothing lead over Cardinal Mooney in their homecoming game Carl, if, if you're a fan of this Everest team, that's exactly how you want this game to start. No, sure. I mean, they had only one little test of adversity. They had to overcome a penalty, some addition to yardage they were going to have to do, and they ran it through. This crowd was behind them, and, you know, they've had reason to cheer. And Joe Cannell said Mooney wanted to establish the run game early in this game, but we didn't really see that on the first drive. Three plays before a punt, and two of them were passes. They didn't work out. Do you think he changes it up here or tries to keep utilizing those receivers and go for the pass. Oh, he's going to have to change it up. He might uh, look for a little bit of something wide out uh, for his receivers that is not going to be too far past the line of scrimmage. You might see them testing the linebackers out on wide, see what kind of support that the cornerback's going to provide. We'll see if Hazen later gets the ball here on this drive. He's their go-to back for the Cardinals. Mountaineers and Thibodeau to kick. This one's high and near side, fielded by Hazenlater. Now trickery for Mooney. Hazenlater has it, has a hole, gets up, and is brought down. One tackler away from busting that one open and quickly making it a one-score game was Hazenlater. Instead, he's brought down just short of the 35-yard line at the 33. Yeah, Thibodeau was all the way in the back, and uh, Avery Brohl from Mooney was keeping him occupied. The two ended up wrestling to the ground. If ha that last tackler had not made his job, we'd have been looking at the uh, scoreboard lighting up. Right. Everest comes out in a 4-3-1. Mooney sends Toronto under center. Two receivers split, one back. It's Hazen later. And off to Hazenlater up the left side. A little bit of miscommunication. Hazenlater makes a couple people miss. Spins away. Gets a gain of five. Best first down effort we've seen from Mooney. Now from the 38. Maybe second and five. 444 on the clock. Everest up two scores. 14 to nothing. In the early goings of this homecoming game. Same formation again. Toronto under center. Everest loads the box with eight. It is a handoff to Hayes and later. Same exact play up the left side. This time for a little bit shorter. Everest redeems himself after giving up five. They make the stop for about three. They'll bring up another quick third down for Mooney. Well, they're a little bit shorter this time. They've got a lot of options here at a uh, third and three, third and four. 
a lot of options in the playbook. It could be a run or it could be a pass. Uh, I, I, I think they might try to go a little bit deeper this time on a pass. We'll see what formation they roll out. If it's the same one, you can almost expect another run. This time, it is the same formation again. Two receivers split out. Hazen later the back. They will throw. It is intended and caught by Luke Bright for the first down and into Everest territory. Mooney gets their first first down of the game, and they are officially on a drive. Moved uh, quickly into Everest territory. Luke Bright, a sophomore who we have not mentioned yet, gets his first catch of the game. Mooney uh, putting Everest on uh, notice that uh, they're going to run or pass out of that set. Third down, Joe Cannell not scared to call either. Mooney comes out in the same formation, two receivers right, Hazen later the back. The receivers are Brian Everhart and Trent Rice. Toronto under center, hands off to Hazen later. Met at the line of scrimmage, tries to spin forward for a gain of one. He's pushed back, but his forward progress will keep him at the 42. So a gain of one, second and nine. Yeah, for Mooney to make uh, any plays going forward uh, in this game out of that set, they're going to have to have some success to get some more yards out of that first and, down play. And here we go, Hazen later in the shotgun, taking the snap himself. The Wildcat, he will run it left. Hazenlater has some open field and a block trying to get the first down. A great tackle there made by Johnny Nedwick just short of the line to gain for Hazenlater. That'll bring up about third and two. Trying a little bit something different. It was a weird formation. Three receivers on the near side, two on the far side, and Hazenlater, the running back, taking the snap. And they moved it really quickly. Uh, Everest had to make some recognition there to set for it for defensively. Mooney takes things back to normal. Taranta under center. Hazenlater behind him. It is a handoff to Hazenlater trying to get the first. Spins forward. He stopped short, I believe. Hazenlater looked like his momentum was going to get him there. Instead, Everest stopped him just short. That'll bring up fourth down and now a decision for Mooney. Everest again crashing down, uh, blocking any run from between the tackles. Fourth and one, the Mooney offense will stay on the field. Taranta takes the signals, runs over to the huddle. Can expect the unexpected. Two receivers split out. Hazen later the back. Taranta hands off to him. Hazen later. Tries to get there. I think he might be stopped short again. Four Everest tacklers collapsed down. That spot that the line judge gave is real close to that first down marker. I don't think they're going to come measure it. And it should be a turnover on downs. It is officially a turnover on downs. It'll be Everest ball right near their own 35-yard line. A good stop by the Mountaineers. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, Mooney came through. I, I kind of expected to see something a little bit different out of them here, but uh, they, they ran right up the middle. Uh, they weren't successful once again. I guess if you're looking for the unexpected. Trying to establish that run game. Instead, it's Everest ball. Two receivers left, one to the right, the Bideau in the gun. 
Takes a snap, rolls to his left, looking to throw. He does. It's caught by Johnny Nedwick. Stumbles forward across the 50 and down at the 47. A good, quick 15-yard gain for Everton there in the Mooney territory on one play. And Nedwick got lost there. Uh, defense wasn't covering. They were a little bit late in reacting. Three receivers out to the right. Johnny Nedwick in the slot. Thibodeau in the gun. Thibodeau hands off to Beggs on the delay handoff. Beggs hits the hole and gains about eight before he's wrestled down at the 40-yard line. It was actually the freshman backup running back, Kevin Cronin, getting some touches. Everett quickly moving down into uh, Mooney's territory. Kevin Cronin, despite being the backup, Ran the ball 23 times this year for 123 yards. Has a touchdown to his name. Just above five yards per carry. And add another seven onto that total. 130 yards. Now it's a pitch to Johnny Nedwick on the jet sweep. Nedwick gets the first down a little bit more. Breaks the tackler and is tripped up and brought down. Nedwick a couple feet away from busting that one open. Gets Everest to the red zone. He's downed at the 20-yard line. Moves the chains again. Trent Rice is going to get uh, credit for that tackle, but it's the turf that got that tackle. So as Nedwick pushes Everest forward, the clock on the first quarter will strike zero in the Mountaineers. And their homecoming matchup against Cardinal Mooney are up 14-0. Carl, really good opening quarter from Mike Pritchnicki and his squad. Yeah, they they did everything they wanted to do. Run pass, they uh, moving the ball with consistency, the big chunk plays of 10 and 15 yards. Mooney. Not so much. Uh, run, run, and pass is what they've been going with, and uh, they haven't been greatly successful on a fourth down either. And on the opening drive, the Mooney offense immediately gave it away on a quick three and out, a, a drive that never looked like it was going to get off the ground. And then on their second drive, getting the ball back after being down a touchdown, or two touchdowns, sorry, they, they, they moved it into Everest territory, and they, they got things working. They ran it, they passed it, they mixed it up, but then... Once they got into Mountaineer territory, it was three run, four run plays when they went for it on, on fourth down, and, and they, they didn't get the first down. Yeah, i got to say that uh, I'm a little bit surprised that uh, Coach Vermooney is uh, continuing to uh, go with the run play. I think spreading it out wide, get that running back uh, out wide is going to be the secret for them. When we come back, it'll be Everest ball at the Mooney 20-yard line. You're listening to the Catholic High School League football game of the week. CHSL football on WDTK The Patriot is sponsored by Siena Heights University. Attention realtors, are you sick and tired of working with a lender that you can't get a hold of? Are you and your clients tired of waiting 30 days or more to close? Your lender is an extension of you, and they value the work you do for their clients as well. At Mid Mortgage Lending, you can expect consistent closings in 14 days or less. Their rates are great, but their service is even better. Check out their five-star Google reviews and see how Mint Mortgage Lending can help you grow your business and help your clients get their keys without any headaches. NLMS 1723481. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week, only on The Patriot. Listen to WDTK-FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. 
Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines. Plus, on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot Detroit at odyssey.com today. The second quarter of the CHSL Game of the Week starts now. As we come back, Kevin Cronin quickly on the first play of the drive runs it in for a touchdown for Everest. They quickly go up three scores over the Cardinals. Cronin, that is his second touchdown of the year as a freshman. And now Thibodeau. Oh, it's a fake extra point. Nedwick trying to run it in for two, and he will. That was interesting. Everest lined up their offensive line to the right of the snapper. And instead of coming back to center, they just snapped it. Thibodeau didn't kick it. Johnny Nedwick took it himself. And instead of going up 21, Everest goes up 22. I have to say, there's a coach who's taking this game very seriously. And I think uh, Everest coach uh, is making a statement on this one. You had two teams that come in here, both 4-1, and one, both at the top of the standings. And one of them right now is up 22 points in the first half alone. Yeah, Mike Prichnicki is trying to make sure there's zero doubt and the difference between these two teams and between his team and the rest of the league, Everest has had back-to-back fantastic years, Carl, before coming into this season. Yeah, they, they ended up with uh, a 10-1 and record uh, last year, uh, in, deep into the playoffs, and uh, very successful. Uh, that That's a follow-up. They've been doing fantastic. They've had a winning record every year since 2013. Joe Cannell said pregame, Everest doesn't rebuild, they reload. Prichnicki in his ninth year continues to reload. He has a good squad here. And this Mooney squad is a team who for years was on the, the down end of things. Hasn't really been too good, but they look a lot better this year despite being down early here. Yeah, we haven't seen the last of them uh, this game. A good kick from Thibodeau. Some trickery by Mooney again on the kickoff. A fake handoff as the catch is caught by Trent Rice. He faked the handoff to Brian Everhart. Kept it himself. Gained about another 10 yards and has stopped at his own 20-yard line, and that's where Mooney will pick up ball, pick up the ball, 11.40 left in the second quarter. Well, you can see a little bit of shiftiness in Mooney. He's a big, wide-shouldered kid, and he's got size, but he's got some speed. You can see why he's successful, too. Going to see if they can get him into the game plan. Trent Rice has been fairly quiet today, had one target, which resulted in a drop as he is... Promptly subbed off as we bring him in. So it's Toronto under center. I formation. It's a handoff to Hazen later. Hits the hole. Is meet, immediately met by some Everest tacklers. In on the play was Dominic Engel. One of those leaders in that secondary. Five yards on uh, first down. Good start for Mooney. Uh, you got a strong coach with a strong team. We're going to see a strong response here, I think. The I formation with the added blocker from the backfield worked there for Mooney to pick up five. It's second down. 22 to nothing. The Cardinals trail the Mountaineers looking to get on the board here on this drive. I formation again. Hazenlater, the deep back. And off left this time. Hazenlater hits a hole, gets the first down, makes a man miss, trying to get outside. To the far sideline, a late flag comes in as Hazen later is brought down at his own 44. 
a big gain there, gain of about 20. And it's a holding penalty on Cardinal Mooney, so that will back them up. Not what you want if you're head coach Joe Cannell. Well, he uh, got sprung loose, and, uh, you know, from our vantage point, I couldn't see who that hold was on, but uh, there had to be a reason why he bounced out. The referee signaled for the hold, but the ball has not been spotted backwards yet. Was there a defensive holding call? He pointed to the Cardinal Mooney side. I'm not sure, but... And now a whistle comes in. The referee calls his own official's timeout. Looks like there's some discussion between the back judge and the Everest defense. I think think perhaps you got a piece of equipment. Yeah, Yeah. equipment malfunction. That is Diego Ramirez as he runs off to fix that. Spencer Lacey replaces him. So no penalty for Mooney. They'll take it at their own 47. I formation again. This time it's a fullback handoff, and it's fumbled. Ball is loose on the ground. No signal yet. Taking the handoff was Nathan Super. Officials trying to sort out the mess. Everest fans signaling their ball. Jimmy Nedwick, uh, pretty determined. And to it's going to be is. it's going to be Everest football. The fumble by Nathan Super is our first turnover of the game, and it's picked up by the Mountaineers just when it looks like Mooney was going to get driving. The Mountaineers make a good play, and they start with great field position at the Cardinals' 45. Well, he was the up back, and it looked like that ball might have been a little bit high, handed up a little bit high into the chest there. I don't know whether the handle was ever uh, actually caught there, but it could have been a hit that knocked it out. Looked like Super got a little bit ahead of himself as well. Was trying to burst through that line before he had the ball. Got to look it into your chest. Shotgun formation for the Mountaineers. Thibodeau takes the snap. Pitches to his right to Beggs. Beggs, it's a it's a pass. Throws it deep and it's caught by Gavin Harris running down the sideline. He doesn't make it into the end zone. Just short. A trick play by Everest right after the turnover. Carl Mike Pichnicki came to play. Yeah, he did, and, and, you know, they got in formation so quickly, I was looking for a what do you do after a turnover. You just hit the hard, hit them hard, strike. And they came out that trickeration and brought it all the way down inside the five. It's exactly what Everest did. Beggs caught the pitch and threw it to Harris, and Everest is now at the five. Hand off to Beggs up the right side, bursts his way over the goal line and into the end zone for the Mountaineers' fourth touchdown of the day. That gives them a 28 to nothing lead with 9.50 to play in the half. They say it's no touchdown. He was actually instead stopped just short, so it'll be second and goal from the one. We were calling the bounce there. Yeah, I think so. We didn't, we didn't see his knee down early. Thibodeau sends one in motion, keeps it himself, and gets to waltz into the end zone untouched. Joey Thibodeau gets another one. That's... His fifth, or excuse me, seventh rushing touchdown of the year. Now it's 28-0 Mountaineers. 9-29 to play in the half and the point after. Everest doing that same formation with the O-line to the right of the kicker. Looks like now they will center themselves. This might just be a regular kick, Carl. Yeah, you know, what are you going to do? You know, you got to get your points. you got to get your sure point when you're up 28. This one from Thibodeau is up, and it's no good. He missed it right. 
So Everest now loses that extra point they got from the two-point conversion and stays up four scores, 28 to nothing, nine and a half minutes to play. Carl, this one is quickly slipping away from Mooney's hands. Yeah, they're going to have to uh, stop trying to establish the run, and they're going to have to start mixing it up. They're going to need to get some momentum going into half. They need to put two scores on that board. But they're going to have to start with one. And, and they don't have a ton of time. The, the Mooney offense doesn't exactly, uh, so far today, hasn't exactly gotten yards in chunks, you know. They, they are a team who likes to make big plays, and that's something Mike Brichnicki was worried about pregame. He said, we got to limit the big play. We can't let this team do that, which is what they're good at. But they haven't done it today. It almost feels like it's just it's just waiting. That's the one thing they need. It's just waiting for it to happen. Yeah, they're looking for a spark. A spark to start the fire for the Mooney offense. Back to return the kick is Hazenlater along with Kyle Miatki. Kick is up. Is Miatki to take it from his own five. Runs to the far sideline. Out past the 30. Spins back in down at the 40. That was actually Trent Rice fielding the kick. The speedy former baseball player, still baseball player, with the Division One offer from Oakland, the speedy receiver, gets a gain of 35 on the return. And Mooney will start from their own 40 first and 10. Yeah, Mooney didn't even set up for any trickeration on that one. They had been doing the uh, in-place huddle there and and the split out with the butterfly as to who you're going to follow. Not that time. Get that ball to Trent Rice. Let him see what he can do. He did a lot. 35 on that return is good. We'll see if they do go to him this drive. We mentioned last drive we thought we might see him. He's immediately subbed out. He's lined up on the far sideline. It's an eye formation again. Toronto under center. Fakes the handoff. Toronto looks to throw. Throws left. It is incomplete. Good breakup there. Pass was intended for Ryan Tremblay. Second and ten. Nathan Beggs on the defense right there. Uh, that pass was a little bit late. Receiver was ready for that ball. Had to get into position, wait for it, and uh, gave the defense an opportunity to get in there and put it in a hand. It was a little late, and not to mention thrown into double coverage. Tremblay didn't exactly have his defender beat. Same nope. formation, Tremblay left, Rice to the right, eye formation. Hazen later the deep back. Taranta takes a snap, pitches to Hazen later out to the right. Hazen later hits a hole hard, runs through a couple defenders, and is brought down. Near that far sideline for a gain of, looks like, three, maybe four. Just short of the 45. They'll mark him at the 44. Brings up third down and six. The 50-yard line, the line to gain for the Cardinals. 8.47 left to play. 28 nothing. Everest leads it. I'd like to see a little bit of uh, fundamental good football here from Mooney. Mooney repeats formation. Taranta does not hand off, rolls out to his left on the play action, looking for somebody. He's going to try to keep it himself. Runs forward short of the first down, past the 45, maybe the 47. That's not enough for a first down for Mooney. We'll see if they punt away like they did on the first drive or if they keep the offense out there. 
Yeah, Nathan Beggs uh, gives up a little bit of size out there when he's on defense to uh, Trombley, but uh, he's in great position to be uh, defending the pay, play of a pass that direction. Looked like Toronto was looking for Trombley or Trent Rice out there, and both of them were covered very well. Now Toronto's in the gun. Rice to the right. Excuse me, Rice to the left. Trombley to the right. Hazen later to the back. Takes the snap, throws. It's caught for the first down. He hangs onto it. Hazen later. Good job. Excuse me, Brian Everhart, who was lined up in the slot, gets the first down for Mooney, and now they get a fresh set of downs. A good conversion on fourth down for the Cardinals. Yeah, they had three to go. They got a little bit more. Uh, again, looking for a little bit of a spark, a little bit of fundamentally good football right there. That was a good option for the Mooney offense. It was a good play after two plays that Mooney couldn't get to go their way. Now from the Everest 45, they'll start over first and 10, 7.23 to play in the half. Mooney still down four scores, trying to put their first on the board, 28 nothing. It's a handoff to Hazen later. Jump cuts forward for maybe one yard. Looks like it's about half a yard. Still second and long. Mooney going quickly. Three receivers split right, two to the left. It looks like that's Hazen later taking a snap. It's low. He picks it up, immediately runs it forward. Again, maybe a gain of one, probably none. Interesting play call there from Mooney. That's the second time we've seen it where Toronto didn't take the snap. That's not even a wildcat formation necessarily. It's almost just a guaranteed run when Hazen later is in the backfield by himself on the shotgun taking the snap, and it's a gain of none. That's a call that needs to be made in the huddle. If you're going to call that play, and you're going to call it twice, but Taranto was out there swinging toward the sideline as if he's a receiver, and he's hollering that play in. Everybody's going, what is that quarterback doing up there? Now Taranto in the gun. Four receivers split out evenly. Steps back to throw. Has time. Throws over the middle. It's nearly intercepted. It hit Diego Ramirez right in the chest with some speed on it. Bounced off his shoulder pads and incomplete. That was a lot of zip on that ball there, but you can see what your quarterback is capable of if he's going to be hitting those receivers across the center. He's got to look where that linebacker is. Diego Ramirez unable to make the pick. That would have been his first interception of the season. So now the Mooney offense will again stay out there on fourth down. This time it's not a short fourth and eight. Two receivers left, two receivers right, and the gun. Hazen later. Does not take the handoff on the play action. Trying to throw deep. Intended for Rice. It's just out of reach for Trent Rice. Incomplete. There's a flag in the backfield. It's going to be a hold on Mooney, which is promptly declined. So it's another turnover on downs. The second of the night for Mooney. And now the Everest offense will trot out. Trying to make it five. Make it a five-score game with 6.07 left to play in the first. Yeah, that was uh, Thibodeau out there uh, playing defense. They smacked that ball down. Running step for step with the receiver. Turned his head, smacked it down. Great defensive play. It, it really was a, a, a good throw that led Rice very well. Originally when Toronto threw it, I thought he overthrew it, but Rice with his speed was able to catch up to it. Thibodeau was just in great position like you mentioned. Now Thibodeau turned quarterback. Sends Jimmy Nedwick in motion. He does pitch it to him. Nedwick on the near sideline. Makes a man miss and is brought down across the 45 at the 46. 
There's a Mountaineer writhing in pain in the backfield. Looks like Jimmy Nedwick, the younger brother, he does not seem too pleased reaching for his back and hobbling off the field. Uh, normally I'd say uh, Everest couldn't afford to uh, have him take a seat and get looked at, but uh, with a four-touchdown lead and the ball, five minutes, 45 left in the second, uh, they can afford to sit him down make sure he's good. Opportunity to give some other players some reps. Thibodeau takes the shotgun again. This time one receiver to his right. Two to the left in the slot is Jimmy Nedwick. Thibodeau sends a man in motion. It's handed off to Bags. Bags hits the hole up the right side. Is brought down by Trent Rice. Cronin, the ball carrier. Again, that was Nick Cronin actually on the carry. The backup getting some touches. Believe he's a yard short of the line to gain, so it's third and one for the Mountaineers. Thibodeau in the pistol. Cronin behind him. This one is handed off to Cronin. He gets the first down. Makes a man miss. Stays on his feet and gets down at the... Mooney, 40-yard line. Cronin getting chunks of yards at a time, moving forward. Moves the chains for Everest. First down and 10, 4.57 to play in the first half. Yeah, Cronin uh, moving the rock, but uh, he also moved Trent Rice, who's, uh, as I mentioned before, a big, wide-bodied uh, fellow out there playing defense right now, and he's the one who uh, got a little bit of run over. Trent Rice has already had a long night trying to Carry the load offensively. He's made a couple tackles defensively. Cronin to Thibodeau's right in the gun. Thibodeau sends Jimmy Nedwick in motion. Thibodeau keeps it himself and is immediately met in the backfield. Whistles blown before he's brought down. Forward progress. Might have netted him a loss of one. Tackle made by Mooney, number eight, Nathan Super. A couple other Cardinals were immediately back there to help Super. Super came uh, through like Superman. He uh, hit his target and, uh, as you said, got some help. First uh, negative play for Everest that we've seen today. They were backed up on third and 12 earlier. That was due to a face mask penalty. That's the first play for negative yards. It's second and 13, so a loss of three. Cronin to Thibodeau's left in the gun. Four receivers split out. It's a handoff to Cronin up the right side. Gets a big chunk across the 40-yard line, trying to keep those feet moving forward. His forward progress will get him to the 37. That's not quite enough to get the first. Bring up third down. Everest going quickly. Line to gain is at about the 32. Ball spotted at the 37. Thibodeau immediately rushed out of the pocket off the snap. Tries to run for it. A flag comes in. Thibodeau does get the first down as he scampers up the left side and out of bounds. Flag is a face mask on Everest. The second, or a holding, sorry, a holding on Everest. Their first holding penalty of the day. So that will back them up in another opportunity for third down. The Mountaineers ran for the first down there. Carl looks like they might have to throw on this third and very long on this one. Last couple of plays uh, look like Mooney uh, was reading off the playbook, uh, maybe learning a little bit about uh, Everest during this game, but uh, they uh, knocked Everest back for a loss, and this time they came right through the gaps and right after the quarterback. We talked about pregame, 
how important that battle in the trenches is going to be. Haven't seen either team really get a big push. I tell you what, Everest hasn't needed to. They've just their running backs have been splitting holes pretty easily and running for a lot. But Mooney finally made a good play there. Back-to-back -back plays where they got into the backfield quickly. Thibodeau in the gun again. Whistle comes in pre-snap. 3.04 on the clock here in the first half. 28-0, Everest leads it, and Mike Prichnicki wants to talk over this third and 16 with his team. This is a, a, a big opportunity for Mooney to make a stop here and get the ball back, and we will find out after the break. 3.04 to play, Everest leads it by four scores on the Catholic High School League football game of the week. CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK The Patriot is brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic University in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. Third and 16, the longest yards to gain for Everest so far today. But it doesn't matter too much for them. Right now with three minutes to play in the second quarter, they're up 28-0 in their homecoming game over Cardinal Mooney. This is the Catholic High School League game of the week. Thibodeau takes a snap in the gun on third and 16. He's going to scramble for it. Makes a couple men miss. Gained about six yards. He stays on his feet. Thibodeau, I thought he was brought down. He scampers out up the left side and into the end zone. Marshawn Lynch-esque just when it looked like the play was over. Thought a whistle was going to come in. Joey Thibodeau keeps the feet moving, makes a couple more defenders miss, and runs in for the fifth Everest touchdown of the half. Well, Brendan, I think uh, you're not the only one who thought that that play was at an end. I think the um, Mooney players gave up a little bit on that one. They kind of paused and hesitated, and, and like they really expected that whistle to go. Yeah, we didn't exactly see a bunch of athletic stances near the end of that, or what we thought was the end of that play. A couple players stood up and kind of shrugged their shoulders as it looked like Mooney was going to make a stop on third and 16 and get the ball back. It looked like it was just going to be a gain of six, which was not nearly enough. But instead, Thibodeau scampers in for a score, kicks the extra point. Thibodeau doing everything right, makes the defensive stop on the play before or the possession before. This time has a big run, a 45-yarder into the end zone. And kicks the extra point after he's leading this team to a five-touchdown lead, 247 to play. I think you you can make no mistake that uh, you got a good offensive and defensive line here from Everett, but you do have some stars, and Thibodeau is going to be one of them. As you say, offensively, his numbers are good. A couple of touchdowns rushing, that one being a long run. But, uh, you know, he's everywhere. He, he, on the defense, he's making plays. He's you look at the stats for this season, you, you see why the kid's so good. Yeah. Joey Thibodeau, the senior on this team, trying to go out with a bang in his senior year, trying to win the league again for Everest. It will be Thibodeau to kick momentarily. And if you're Cardinal Mooney, 
you're not necessarily trying to stick with the game plan and stay in this game. You're just trying to get on the scoreboard for dignity's sake at this point. Yeah, you're seeing a guy standing there with their uh, hands on their hips and at rest. Uh, they are not focused like they were at the beginning of the game. Back to return is Trent Rice along with Brendan Hazen later. Kick is a short squib. It's caught by Everhart. He runs forward to about the 50-yard line. Good heads-up play by Brian Everhart to just snag that ball as it flew almost over his head, and he ran it forward for about 15 yards and gets Mooney good field position to start at the 50-yard line. That was reflex. I don't think he said ball before that ball was in his hands, and he but he knew what to do with it as soon as he got his hands on it. Everhart, a natural player already, the sophomore. Six feet tall, speedy wide receiver with good hands. Haven't said his name a whole lot in the past game today. He's going to look to get going. He's split outright. Taranta in the eye formation. Hazen later the deep back. Marco Taranta under center. Takes the snap, takes the handoff. It's a play action. Taranta steps up in the pocket, has to throw. He does. It's nearly intercepted. Bobbled and knocked down Gavin Harris and on the play as well as Johnny Nedwick. Yeah, it was, uh, he's thrown into a double coverage, but, you know, that's the, the desperation of being down by uh, five touchdowns right here. I think if he would have taken a little bit of time, he would have seen that he had a, a receiver, uh, Tremblay, who was uh, deep and uh, was one-on-one. He had a couple of stops. Sure, Tremblay. Ran back there and told Toronto that he was open. But instead, they can't run it back again because Tremblay subs off the field. So now Hazen later the back in the eye formation again. It's Rice and Everhart split out. Toronto under center. Takes the snap. Looks to throw. Looking left. He does throw. It's not knocked away. Trent Rice had a step on the defenders, but instead... Johnny Nedwick came in with one hand. I think he tried to catch that when he looked upset that he didn't catch it, but instead it was just a good defensive play to knock it down. That brings up third and ten for Mooney. That was the uh, Nedwick brothers back there on uh, coverage, Uh, Jimmy and Johnny, uh, both of them out there. Uh, I think, uh, you know, if you were a playing defensive coach at at that point right there, you're looking who is that Mooney team going to go to and put my two best players over there. Now four receivers this time for Toronto. Only two last play for him to work with. It's been mainly two all game. Play action. Toronto rolls to his right, looks deep, throws way over the head. This one is through the hands of Johnny Nedwick again and incomplete. So now fourth and ten. Toronto getting a little antsy back there, throwing the ball a little bit too far. Yeah, that was uh, Tremblay uh, on that pass play. The ball was uh, never going to make it to him with uh, Nedwick there. As Mooney is running out of options down by five scores before the halftime break, they're going to go for it on fourth and ten from the 50-yard line. Need to be a little bit careful here and rethink this. And, and there they are. They're going to take a, uh, they're timeout. Take a timeout. And, and it looks like that might be their punt unit coming on. So they'll take a timeout on the field. We'll take one up here in the broadcasting booth. We'll be right back with more Catholic High School League Game of the Week. The CHSL Football Game of the Week is brought to you by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena Heights University. 
Listen to WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines, plus on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot Detroit at odyssey.com today. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK Detroit. Before the break, Mooney looked like they were going to go for it on fourth and ten, down by five touchdowns. Coach Joe Cannell calls timeout, and Mooney ultimately elects to punt, and it's fair caught by Johnny Nedwick at his own Looks like 28-yard line, and that's where Everest will take over. A chance to go up six scores before halftime. If you're if you're a fan for Everest, again, Carl, no better way to have homecoming go. Just a huge dominating lead so far. Yeah, you know, there, there is a, a second half of football to play here, and I'm sure we're going to see better out of Mooney in the second half. Uh, there's going to be some coaching going on at halftime. Uh, Everett. Got to keep focused. You, you, you're not really pouring it on at, at this point. You're doing your fundamentals, and yeah, you're it, working on your plays. It feels like Everest is just kind of running their offense, and it's working. Handoff up the left side. Running forward is Nathan Beggs. Can't quite see the numbers on there. It wasn't Thibodeau taking that snap. I think that might be Jimmy Nedwick getting some reps at quarterback. It is. Or, no, it's not Jimmy Nedwick. Cooper. It's actually Patrick Cooper. Cooper, the young freshman, getting to step up a little bit in a blowout. 35 nothing, 138 to play, and the shotgun is Cooper. Begs to his right. Two receivers left, one in the slot on the near sideline. Sends Johnny Nedwick in motion. It's a handoff to him on the jet sweep. Nedwick met in the backfield, makes a couple men miss, gets forward past the line of scrimmage, but steps out before he's brought down. They'll mark him at the 31-yard line. That'll bring up third and seven for the Mountaineers. I would expect uh, Everett here at this point is uh, going to be running. Uh, not too worried about uh, whether they have to punt. So third and five for the Mountaineers. Cooper gets the call from Pichnicki. Relays it to his offense now. Two receivers left, two right. And I think Pichnicki, yeah, wants a timeout. There was some miscommunication there with the Everest offense on the personnel on who was supposed to be on field. And in Pritchnicki has to burn a timeout, 125 left. You know, Carl, use it or lose it. doesn't hurt to to use it right there and not get a, a legal substitution penalty. That's right, and it was a good choice. A little, as you said, a little bit of mix-up on uh, the personnel down there uh, with Coach uh, going in and doing some substitutions there, a quarterback, and getting some uh, players in there who uh, did not start the game. Uh, a wise choice to get some experience in there, but it was a, a good idea to uh, call that timeout. And if you're Pritchnicki, you want to make sure – you know, you're letting Patrick Cooper get in, get there, get in there at quarterback and get some reps. You want to make sure he's got the right guys out there so he can operate properly and get some good reps in and 
prepare for what looks like somebody who will be quarterback of the future for Everest. Sure, and, and you know he he uh, we may see uh, quite a bit of him in the second half, but the man has to get some experience, and this is a great way to do it. One of the bright sides of blowout games in any sport is that younger guys, the inexperienced guys, get to get out there and get some good quality reps. Get to learn the game a little bit better. Cooper in the pistol has bags behind him, calling for the snap, and it's going to be a false start. On Everest, it looks like there was a, a miscommunication out of the timeout there. It looked like a couple guys jumped first. The main one that I saw was Alex Walschleger, the wideout on the near sideline. So that will back up Everest five yards. I think uh, that was a little bit of a hard count uh, to try to get the defense to jump over. Again, an easy first down, and uh, the word didn't get around in the huddle. Now third and long. Same formation again. Walschleger the slot. Receiver on the right, two to the left, in the pistol, hand off to Beggs. Beggs runs up the left side, gets a block, makes a man miss, gets the first down, and is brought down at the Everest 45-yard line. A big gain for the Mountaineers. They moved the chains again. Everest just running their offense just like a machine, just over and over and over again, churning Brent, out yards. Brendan, they're just executing. You, you, you can't. Blame them for wanting to continue to do good, what they're doing, and, and they're doing great just by playing their own game. Everest exercising some good fundamentals. The Student Connection has your playbook for success. Experienced tutors who help strengthen academic skills and build great study habits. Find out more at studentconnect.com. Helps you build your athletic fundamentals, as does, or academic, I should say, as Everest athletically. This one out of the gun is a pitch to bags at the left side. Doesn't get much before he's met with contact. Maybe a gain of three on first down. Clock down to 35. It doesn't appear Everest is in too much of a hurry to score again before the half. Before the half, and rightfully so, they're up five touchdowns right now. Well, that's uh, that's not a message uh, you want to to put out there that you're going to hammer a team down. You don't want to get them down 42 nothing. You're at 35 and nothing. You you are playing your game. I believe 35 nothing is running hat or running clock in the second half or a 35 score lead I should say 35 point lead. And that will be the final play of the half the run from Bags the clock strike zero and Carl Everest with an almost essentially perfect first half they're up 35 nothing. They are up 35 nothing and and I just want to remind you of our pregame prediction in this game. I think I I Put something around a 34-31. So I'm looking for a big second half out of Mooney. Yeah, you need you need Mooney to go hard. I said 20 to 17. So I'm way, uh, way out there and way off. And like I said before, those predictions, none of us really know what we're talking about. <laughs> I think that's pretty clear. We thought this one was going to be close. Mooney just a little bit overmatched, taking on Everest here in the homecoming game. We'll be back here on the CHSL game of the week in about 20 minutes for the second half kickoff. You're listening to Catholic High School League football here at Everest on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Season 8 of the CHSL Game of the Week on The Patriot is sponsored by The Student Connection and Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Charlie Kirk takes away the spin. This has been a massive military, diplomatic, and humanitarian undertaking. One of the most difficult in our nation's history. They try to change the prism by saying, well, this is one of the most difficult in our nation's history. Yeah, you created it. This didn't have to be. Biden handled Kabul. 
in a quasi-treasonous way to the Taliban. The Charlie Kirk Show, weekdays at noon on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Listen to WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines. Plus, on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot Detroit at odyssey.com today. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week, only on The Patriot. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week, only on FM 92.7. Sportsmanship has never been more important between the lines in athletics and outside those lines in our communities. To listen, to respect, to understand, to practice common decency, to have competition without contentiousness. Sportsmanlike qualities are essential components of life itself. Let's all work together to not only be good sports, but good people. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. It's halftime for the CHSL Game of the Week on the Patriot. A 35 to nothing lead for the Everest Mountaineers over the Cardinal Mooney Cardinals here on the CHSL Football Game of the Week on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot, Brendan Shabath and Carl Ruff in the Mitten Mortgage Lending broadcast booth. Carl, Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of this Catholic high school league with 10 branch locations, a full-service online team, a highly rated mobile app, and great loan rates. Alliance Catholic Credit Union can be your financial guardian angel. You can join online in minutes, and when you do, use code JOIN20 for a $20 deposit into your account. Just visit AllianceCatholic.com to get started. That's AllianceCatholic.com. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. So, Carl, not much to go over in that first half. We can at least go over the Everest scores. It's kind of hard to keep track of all these. I know Joey Thibodeau. Got two for himself running in. The big one was that last one at the end of the half with about with a couple minutes left when it looked like he was going to be wrapped up for only a gain of six. It wasn't going to be a first down when they needed to get on third down. Instead, Thibodeau had his feet turning like Marshawn Lynch busted it outside. Just when the play looked like it was over, Thibodeau was scampering into the end zone. Well, you know, that was the fifth touchdown of the first half, and uh, I think we, we talked a little bit about the fact that uh, the Mooney players seemed to have held up a little bit, like they expected him to have gone down. Everybody slowed up. I'd, I'd say even the uh, Everest players probably uh, slowed up a little bit, but uh, Thibodeau kept on churning. Yeah, he never gave up on that one. Nathan Beggs, the senior running back, also notched a touchdown. Both of the Nedwick brothers who we have mentioned ad nauseum to their credit, who are both playing fantastic today. Johnny Nedwick has played tremendous on the Everest back line defensively. He has grabbed a touchdown today. And Jimmy Nedwick, the younger one, the freshman, grabbed his first touchdown of his high school career, also the first touchdown of the game for Everest, on their first drive. So a lot of firsts for that one. Nedwick gets into the end zone for the first time in his career. 
Yeah, you know, and, and that's a keeper, man. You, you're going to remember that, and you're going to remember, I'm going to, you know, first half blowout, I'm going to say it's a first half blowout because we don't know what's going to happen in the, the second half. But it's homecoming, playing probably, uh, the, it's going to be the last homecoming with his brother because his brother's going to be moving on. So, uh, yeah, a couple of firsts there, a couple of memories that uh, he's going to take with him the rest of his life. Always cherish those high school athletic memories. I'm curious to find out if Johnny Nedwick, the senior, played on varsity as a freshman and if he got a touchdown that year or if he didn't and and see what that what that brother brother rivalry is like those two always pushing each other to be better i tell you what jimmy nedwick looks like a heck of a football player yeah and he's going to continue to be a good football player as he uh grows and grows into you know his his body and uh matures with uh this athletic program here he's going to have all the help uh, he needs we saw Patrick Cooper come in there on the last two drives for Everest to get some reps at quarterback. Patrick Cooper, the usual running back wide receiver, just a freshman now, getting some reps in there at quarterback. That's always important in, in a big blowout is to get your younger guys some opportunities to get some good play and, and really work on the fundamentals. Sure. As you mentioned, uh, he's been out uh, in the huddle. He comes out as a wide receiver, so he's getting – the time in the huddle, so he's being guided and mentored by Thibodeau at that point. Then he gets to come in, and he's going to run the offense through uh, a series. Halftime here in Clarkston, Michigan at Everest Collegiate High School. The Mountaineers on their homecoming night lead it 35 to nothing over the Cardinal Mooney Cardinals. You're listening to the Catholic High School League Game of the Week on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. CHSL Football on WDTK The Patriot is sponsored by Siena Heights University. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. Hi, this is Daryl Wood. You're listening to the CHSL Football Game of the Week. See you Monday at 6 p.m. We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade, anywhere. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com Hey, Warrior fans. Join us on Saturday, October 9th for Homecoming. Cheer on the Warriors as they take on GLIAC rival Michigan Tech under the lights in Midtown. Following the game, enjoy post-game fireworks. Tickets are available at WSUAthletics.com slash tickets. And as always, parking is free in Lot 50 on game day. Go Warriors. The CHSL Game of the Week Halftime Show continues next. Dennis Prager here on the next Dennis Prager Show, New York Times piece. I can't imagine a good future. Young Iranians increasingly want out. That's a real shock. If you were a young Iranian, wouldn't you want to stay in this medieval state? these headlines that the latest news the happiness hour and more on the next dennis prager show 
Dennis Prager, weekdays at noon on The Patriot. Teams battle in Northville and a fantastic finish on the gridiron capped by a receiver's huge night. It's all next on This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, Michigan's go-to resource for student financial aid. I'm John Ross, and welcome to This Week in High School Sports. Northville hosted a swimming and diving quad over the weekend, and it brought four powerhouse teams to the pool. Joining them were Ann Arbor Pioneer, Birmingham Seaholm, and Bloomfield Hills Cranbrook Kingswood. That's last year's Division I champ, Pioneer, last year's Division II champ, Seaholm, last year's Division III champ, Cranbrook, and last year's third-place finisher in Division I, Northville. And when it was all said and done, Pioneer swept all three matches with Stella Chapman and Sophia Guo turning in some big-time performances. Chapman finished first in the individual medley and backstroke and was on two first-place relay teams, the 200 medley and 400 free. Guo was first in the 100 freestyle, second in the 50 freestyle, and was also on two first-place relay teams, the 200 medley and the 200 free. The host team, Northville, finished second. The 2021 Lower Peninsula Girls Swimming and Diving Championships will take place November 19th and 20th. The D1 Finals will be at the Holland Aquatic Center, Division II at Oakland University, and Division III at Calvin University. Game balls this week go to Spring Lake golfer Clara Saunders. Saunders paced a balanced attack at the Ludington Invitational that saw her Lakers finish first among 12 teams, and her team-best 87 was good enough for third overall. Ludington finished second, five strokes back. The Marquette volleyball team, playing in the nine-team Redette Rumble Tournament, Marquette went 5-0 to take home the title and did so without dropping a set. They won two sets to none against Brimley in the semis and then Kingsford in the championship match. And to Woodhaven's Cornell Perry. Perry caught a touchdown pass in the game's final seconds to give Woodhaven a 33-28 win over Allen Park. Both teams were undefeated coming into the matchup. Perry ended the game with nine catches for 164 yards as Woodhaven moves to 5-0. Need money for college? You need My Student Aid. My Student Aid is the go-to resource that helps Michigan families find money to pay for college. Plus, they'll guide you through the financial aid process and answer any questions you have. For grants, scholarships, and more, connect with My Student Aid. Helping make college affordable for everyone. Learn more at michigan.gov slash aid. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with the MHSAA's Sam Davis. Three things can happen if a field goal attempt crosses the line of scrimmage but comes up short of the goal line. Do you know all three? First, the ball can go out of bounds. If that happens, the ball is dead, and on the change of possession, the team newly on offense takes over where the ball went out of bounds. Second, the kicking team can be the first to touch the ball. When that happens... This is the first touching, and again, the team newly on offense takes over where the ball was down. And third, the receiving team can return the kick. 
and they would take over on offense after the returner has been tackled or goes out of bounds. Think of a field goal attempt as a punt, and you'll always know what's possible if the kick comes up short of the goal line. Thanks, Sam. You can be a referee. Just go to the MHSAA website now to register. Schoolcraft's Hannah Thompson had a huge junior season on the soccer field. She scored 87 goals, which set the individual season state record. She didn't just set the record, she smashed it. Her 87 goals last year were 21 more than the previous record of 66 set in 2001. In fact, Thompson's 87 tallies are more than the boys' record of 76. So how does she spend the fall season of her senior year? By being the place kicker for the Schoolcraft football team. Through the team's first three games, she is 4 of 5 on point after tries, and she is the first female football player in school history. She's committed to Eastern Michigan to play soccer and will look to add to her goal-scoring record this spring. For more, be sure to check out secondhalf.mhsaa.com. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Ross. We'll see you next week. CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK The Patriot is brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.siennaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Detroit skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Detroit. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Listen to WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines, plus on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot Detroit at odyssey.com today. The CHSL Game of the Week halftime show continues next. Can you go anywhere and find an endeavor in society where we've come to accept and tolerate an adult, and even kids, treating another adult the way we allow spectators, coaches, and players to treat a high school game official? Can you? No one has the right to abuse game officials. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Thirty-five to nothing here in the Catholic High School League game of the week between Everest and Cardinal Mooney. A couple minutes from the second half kickoff, but Carl, let's go over some trends that we're seeing this season that aren't exactly coming to fruition here. One of the trends is Everest scoring. That one is 
fully coming true. They've scored a lot this year. They put up points in bunches. No different here today. 35 nothing at half already. Yeah, they've cracked the uh, half-century mark uh, a couple times already this season. I would say they got a good chance if they uh, apply themselves uh, through two more quarters to do that once again. Uh, they've topped out at 65 points on offense. However, as you alluded to, uh, Mooney's defense has really uh, seemingly collapsed for this game. They had, uh, through this point in the season, the most points they've given up on defense is 27 points, and we've eclipsed that already. Yeah, we're already there at 35. We'll see if Everest can keep it up in the second half or if Mooney can turn things around. Everest scored 35 and a half. Maybe Mooney can too. Who knows? It's high school football. Anything can happen here on the CHSL Game of the Week on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. The CHSL Football Game of the Week is brought to you by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena Heights University. It's time to go inside the huddle with Siena Heights University football. Here's Doug Goodnow. Siena Heights University's football team travels to St. Francis of Indiana Saturday in the Mid-States Midwest Conference opener. Kickoff is at noon. The Saints are coming off a 13-8 victory over St. Francis of Illinois to earn their first win of the year. The Saints were led by freshman quarterback Ryan Miner, who threw for a touchdown in his first collegiate start for SHU. All-American linebacker Cole Merlin had 14 tackles to lead the defense. A member of the NAIA, the Saints offer scholarships in athletics, academics, and the arts on our campus in Adrian, Michigan. To learn more about Siena Heights football and Saints athletics, visit shusaints.com. However, did you know that Siena Heights has one of the top online bachelor's degree programs in the nation? Siena Heights has been the top-rated online undergraduate program in Michigan for five consecutive years and is currently enrolling for its online graduate and undergraduate classes. To learn more about our award-winning SHU Global programs, go to start.siennaheights.edu. That was a look at Siena Heights University football with Doug Goodnow. Stay tuned. The second half of our CHSL Game of the Week is next. The Mike Gallagher Show. He's your happy conservative warrior. Oh, do we miss Donald Trump? Who knew that the guy who's really dangerous, that the guy who's really out of control, that the guy who really is nefarious and a liar and incompetent would be Trump's successor, Joe Biden. Breaking news and what to make of it. Don't miss the next Mike Gallagher Show. Mike Gallagher, weekday mornings at 9 on the new FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Hey, Warrior fans, join us on Saturday, October 9th for Homecoming. Cheer on the Warriors as they take on GLIAC rival Michigan Tech under the lights in Midtown. Following the game, enjoy post-game fireworks. Tickets are available at wsuathletics.com slash tickets. And as always, parking is free in Lot 50 on game day. Go Warriors. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week. The second half starts next. Everyone, Mac Horvath, boys varsity basketball coach at Divine Child. Mitt Mortgage Lending is happy to be back again this year as a sponsor of Catholic League High School Football. Whether you are a first-time homebuyer, need a refinance, or a veteran looking for a home loan, you know you can trust Mitten Mortgage Lending with your financing. Go to Google, type in Mitten Mortgage Lending, and check out our five-star reviews and see for yourself. NMLS 1723481. Let's send it back to the Mitten Mortgage Lending broadcast booth for the start of the second half. 
here at Everest Collegiate High School in Clarkston, Michigan. The Mountaineers again lead it 35 to nothing over the Cardinal Mooney Cardinals here on homecoming night. Kickoff a couple minutes away. Does your bank make you feel like you belong there, or do they just treat you like you're the ATM? At Alliance Catholic Credit Union, you're a member of a financial institution that serves the Catholic community. They treat you with genuine care and concern. And as the largest Catholic credit union in Michigan, they have the resources to help you manage your money in whatever way you need. Whether you're approaching retirement or beginning your career, whether you're a business owner or a student just starting out, put your money where your faith is and join Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to get started. That's AllianceCatholic.com. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League and is federally insured by the NCUA. Catholic High School League game of the week here, Carl, and hasn't been much of a game so far. Everest up 35 to nothing. Mooney is going to have to try some things, do some different looks, mix it up in the second half. What do you think they start with? Well, they started out the first half with uh, fairly conservative. Uh, as you, you spoke with uh, Coach prior to the game, they were looking to establish the run. Kind of stuck with that maybe, I think, just a little bit too long, uh, trying to get that uh, uh, that we control between the tackles uh, mentality going, but they never were able to get it going. Um, I'm thinking uh, being down 35, uh, they're going to need to uh, light it up. They're going to need to uh, get a little more creative and uh, go to that uh, vaunted wide receiving team. Well, the good thing for the Cardinals is that they will start with the ball in the second half. Hopefully make this one a little bit closer of a game. Everest really is not going to try to do anything in particular. They're just going to go out there and play their game and work on their fundamentals and make sure they're a fundamentally sound football team. Yeah, aside from a couple of points of uh, trickeration in the first half, uh, this team mostly has been working on their rock-solid fundamentals. Their run plays have uh, produced big yardage uh, when they needed it. And uh, consistently, I I can't say we we don't have the stats uh, right in front of us, but they have to be averaging well over five yards per carry. I think that's a pretty safe bet. And their defensive statistics, which we also don't have, uh, have to be phenomenal this game. They've they've really shut down Mooney uh, every time they needed to, every time it looked like Mooney was just going to start to get going, going to get that spark they needed. Everest came in and forced a turnover, forced a bad pass, made a deflection, and, and Mooney really hasn't been able to respond. Yeah, and they, uh, uh, Mooney turned it over on downs, uh, I think, twice in that uh, first half. It was, a, uh, it was kind of a, a domination uh, by the Mountaineers. So it will be Mooney to receive the second half kickoff. Everest started with the ball this game. Cardinals are going to look to take advantage of this opportunity, starting with the ball in the second half, to at least put some points on the board. Back to return is Brendan Hazenlater, the captain who we've mentioned multiple times, as well as the speed demon Trent Rice. The baseball player with... Already, as a sophomore, as a junior now, but as a sophomore, had that Division One offer from Oakland University, just down the road. Yeah, the uh, both teams started uh, their first returns uh, of the the kick with a little bit of trickeration here, uh, left for left, right for right, but uh, Mooney playing it a little more straight. 
This one is going to be fielded by Rice at his own 20. Very deliberate about his return. Doesn't exactly turn on the burners and is brought down only for a return of about five yards. Yeah, that kick uh, all the way to the right on the uh, kicking team, and they use that sideline there uh, to their best advantage. Is spotted at the 27. And that's where Mooney will start first and 10. Running clock in a 35-point game. So we're down to 11-20 in the third quarter. Taranta will go under center. Just a two-receiver look again. Hazen later the back. Taranta will look to throw this time. The two tight ends go out. He's got four options. Has one open, and it's caught at midfield. That's a good catch. It's hauled in. By 22, Kyle Miyaki, the tight end, making his first grab of the game. And, and one play, one first down for Mooney. Johnny Negwick is a player who was playing deep. He was uh, running in the center of the field. He had two options uh, for the tight ends that can, or tight end and the receiver, uh, Tremblay, who come out. Who was he going to cover? They still went to that player. I'll tell you, Mooney looks a lot better offensively when they pass it, when they send out more than just those two receivers they have. The first one results in a 22-yard gain. Toronto, same formation again, under center. This time hands off to Hazenlater, who's hit hard at the line. Looks like he ran into a brick wall there. Aiden Bocamp, the center of that wall in the center of the D-line for Everest, stops Hazenlater from any momentum. A quick second and ten for Mooney. Now, Mooney's still got to try that uh, that run pass. You're almost using it to keep uh, Everest honest. But i got to say, at this point, Everest is the most honest defensive line. Everest definitely sound fundamentally on that front seven, front eight today. They've really loaded the box up well, and it's worked to stop the run. almost feels like Mooney has to rely on the pass game and hope Everest starts to back off, and then they can work on the run game. But right now... That's not what they're doing. Two receivers split. Hazen later to the back. Toronto to throw. Has five options. Throws deep. It's intended, and it's over the head of Ryan Tremblay. Not a bad throw. Just a little bit too strong, too much air under it, and that will bring up third and ten. Nine and a half minutes to play here in the third quarter. As it was in the first half, uh, Beggs out there on the right-hand side uh, playing the corner, and uh, he was in position. That was a fine job. Nathan Beggs, one of the usual stars of this team but in a night like tonight where they're up big he hasn't really had to do a whole lot of work for Everest he does have a touchdown to his name on the day miscommunication for Mooney they do figure it out lining up at tight end is Brady Burns he was confused Toronto steps back to throw does throw over the middle it's tipped off Burns' hands and intercepted it's Cronin running it back across the 50 down inside the 45 to about the 43. Kevin Cronin with the first interception and second turnover of the day. Both belong to the Mountaineers. Yeah, it was a good design play. The, the ball deflected off the receiver's hands, and he was right there waiting for it and didn't know what he do to do with it. The pass was intended for tight end Brady Burns. If he caught it, I don't know if it would have been enough to get the first down on third down, but Mooney has been no stranger going forward on fourth down but instead they give it right back and that's exactly what you didn't want if you had coach Joe Cannell trying to get this team at least to put some points on the board let alone get back in it with the running clock we're already at eight minutes 35 nothing as we mentioned 
Patrick Cooper will get some reps. The backup quarterback, the freshman, out here in the gun. Hands off to Beggs, runs right up the middle, has a nice hole. Beggs gets the first down, churning out about two or three more yards. Quickly moving the sticks for Everest. Well, that's your quarterback's best friend when the running back can run it up the gut like that and be ripping off yards. That's uh, an opportunity for a quarterback to learn. Everest in no hurry as Cooper will talk it over with Brichnicki. First and 10 from the Cardinals, 34. Cooper this time in the pistol, two receivers left, one to his right, bags the back. Cooper takes a snap, does hand off to Beggs up the right side, hits the B-gap, gets another hold. Beggs still turning out yards, makes a man miss, down to the 10, to the 5, and he's brought down just short of the goal line. Nathan Beggs doesn't stop those feet from moving, busts it open for a big 30-yard gain, and it'll be first and goal for the Mountaineers. Yeah, were it not for Trombley, uh, they'd have rung up the scoreboard once again. And like we've talked about, Carl, it's not like Everest has bad sportsmanship and is really pouring it on. They're just playing football at this point. They are. They got a uh, quarterback in there, a backup quarterback who's just learning. Uh, freshman, uh, I believe, that yep. uh, you mentioned. And uh, they've got a running back who's established, but he's hitting the holes. The holes are there. Yeah. And now as Beggs subs out, Kevin Cronin, the f- also freshman running back with the freshman quarterback back there, as Cooper takes it, hands it off. Up the left side on the jet sweep was Jimmy Nedwick. Freshman trio in the backfield as Nedwick was stopped short of the goal line on the jet sweep to the left. Gain of one. So first and goal from the three now. A flag comes in late. Official miscommunicated at first, pointed in Everest's direction instead. At the end, pointed towards Mooney. He didn't. Couldn't quite see what that signal was. Although from the three-yard line, it's likely a half the distance to the goal penalty. I uh, <clears throat> was thinking that it was a illegal substitution uh, if somebody came off the sideline, but uh, I, I can't be completely sure of it. Might have been. Nevertheless, ball. It's an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for Mooney, which is understandable. Frustration's high. In this blowout game, ball from the one-and-a-half-yard line. Two freshmen in the backfield, Cooper and Cronin. And the snap is over Cooper's head. It's a loose ball in the backfield, diving for it. The fumble, we can't tell who it's picked up by. No signal yet. Rushing back there for Mooney was Marco Taranta. Everest does maintain control of it as Cooper was able to fall on it before the rushing Taranta could get there. Now, instead of second down from the one-and-a-half-yard line, it's third down from the 10. Goal to go for the Mountaineers. 4.50 remaining in the third quarter. Everest still up 35-0. Looks like they might punch in their sixth touchdown of the day momentarily here. Third down, though. Mooney looking to make a stop. Cooper in the pistol, Cronin behind him. Cooper takes a snap. It's a quarterback run to the right. Now he looks to throw, keeps it himself. Cooper trying to get to the goal line, reaching for the pylon. He's brought down. That's a nice tackle by Mooney. Ryan Tremblay in there. 
Grabbed Cooper by the shoulders. Wasn't quite a horse collar. It was a, a clean tackle. Brought him down short of the goal line. That brings up fourth down from the three-yard line for Everest. Yeah, he took him down up high, but uh, as you said, it wasn't a horse collar. As Joey Thibodeau and Johnny Nedwick come on, that's the field goal unit. Everest to make it a 38-0 game. Here is Thibodeau, the all-everything man for Everest. Safety, DB, quarterback, kicker as well. Thibodeau is up. Kick is good. Thibodeau has made all kicks except one today. That one is for three points on the scoreboard, and with 3.40 left, Mooney will get the ball back for a second time this half, and they're down 38-0 now. 38-0, Mooney, Lee, or Mooney trails Everest in their homecoming game. You're listening to the Catholic High School League Game of the Week on FM 101.5, AM 1400, The Patriot. Season 8 of the CHSL Game of the Week on The Patriot is sponsored by the Student Connection and Alliance Catholic Credit Union. We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade, anywhere, the Student Connection, uniquely designed for success the studentconnect.com Thirty-eight nothing Everest leads it after a field goal over Mooney. Carl, tell me a little bit about Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Well, when people ask me about a credit union, I tell them it's the same as a bank, but it's not there to make a profit. You're not a customer. You're a member. With Alliance Catholic Credit Union, members share the Catholic faith. So in addition to having everything needed to manage your money, Alliance Credit Catholic Credit Union does things like sponsor the Catholic High School League, provide scholarships for Catholic students, and offer free financial literacy to Catholic schools. Does your bank do that? Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more. You can become a member online in minutes. That's AllianceCatholic.com. Federally insured by the NCUA. And on the kickoff from Everest, there is a flag. It will go against the return team. That is Mooney. It seems like this is one of those games, Carl, for Mooney, where everything that could go wrong did go wrong, and we're not even done quite yet. Yeah, you know, we expected to have some uh, coaching up uh, at the half. You know, it's uh, it's hard when you're you're going to be down by uh, five touchdowns uh, to really uh, put a nice shine on things. But uh, really, the wheels have kind of come off here for Mooney in the second half uh, with a turnover. They were a little bit successful, uh, but a turnover and now a penalty on uh, receiving the kickoff after a score. Not so good. So the penalty backs them up to their own 15. Ramuni will start first and 10, 3.18 on the clock in the quarter. Toronto looking for a Mooney touchdown. Miscommunication on the offensive front. Toronto barking out orders. Split formation. Hazen later the back. Toronto looks to throw. 
Throws over the middle. It is low. No signal. And incomplete. Intended for Ryan Tremblay. A good throw. Tremblay was pretty much wide open, but just a little short. And it went through his hands off the turf. And incomplete second and ten. Yeah, that was a play that they uh, tried earlier uh, that was defended well by Everest. Uh, This time, Trombley was in position, but that ball fell short. Trombley missed that catch, but not due to a lack of effort. Laid out and got his nice white jersey all dirty trying to get that one. Same formation again for Mooney. Second and ten now. Toronto steps back to throw. Does throw right. That pass almost looked like it slipped out of his hands. Was intended for Brian Everhart, but never got there. Landed about five yards short and quickly third and long for Cardinal Mooney. Yeah, I think uh, the the weather uh, having something to do with here. We're experiencing a little bit of condensation uh, on everything. That ball and uh, that turf out there is going to be a little bit slick. I think we've seen on the last two passes. Despite it being fall, it's not exactly a crisp air here in Everest at Everest today. It's kind of moist. Surrounded by trees and woods is understandable. Now the I formation for Mooney. The handoff to Hazen later in the back, who's met behind the line. Tries to turn out a couple more. Don't think he even made it back to the original line of scrimmage. And Mooney, a quick three and out. After giving up the field goal, they're going to have to punt. 120 left in the third quarter. Yeah, we were, we talked early on about the, the fundamentals of uh, running an offense and how Everest had been doing a good job. Mooney is not doing a good job just on their their run game. Uh, fundamentally, uh, there's penetration uh, by the defensive line. That's a good punt out not quite past Mooney territory. It's over the Mooney sideline and goes out of bounds at the Cardinal Mooney 42. That's where Everest will take over. They've had fantastic field position all day. There hasn't been one time that Everest didn't start a drive with great field position. I'm sure that's a factor in that 38-point lead right now. They'll start this one from the 40, first and 10, 39 seconds left to play in the third quarter. It's really uh, unfortunate for Mooney. Uh, you know, this is an established team. It's uh, successful so far this season. Um, laying a bit of an egg here uh, with 25 seconds left in the third. Uh, they, they On the bright side, they've only given up three points uh, so far in this quarter as opposed to uh, an average of 17 in the first half. It doesn't look like Everest will use their option to run a play in the third quarter. They will let this clock wind down. And, Carl, I want to see Mooney at least get in the end zone one time today. You know, it seems like they have the ingredients to cook up a touchdown, but I don't think they've quite uh, executed the recipe as as required. Well, they're, they're, they have to heat it up first. You know, uh, preheat. Yes, they need to preheat. Uh, they, they haven't done a good job of that. Uh, throughout the season, uh, they've known the, how to use that recipe. Uh, they've just run into something right here that uh, they've been unable to manage. Run into a buzzsaw here. And Everest Collegiate, who lost their first game of the year to Montrose, have won four since. Looks like they're going to pick up a fifth win here on homecoming. Expected this. I think a lot of people, both coaches included and us included up here in the Mitten Mortgage Lending broadcast booth, expected this game to be not just closer but a lot closer. We, we expected this to be a fun, entertaining game if we if it if it was going to come out that way, and it really didn't. 
Yeah, it, it's hard to put your finger on it. I mean, you got two good teams here and um, well-coached, good records, and uh, a lot of talent. As we're ready to start the fourth quarter here, 12 minutes to play. Everest football from the Mooney 40. Mooney loads up the box. Eight, almost nine guys in there. It's a low snap and brought down way behind the line. For Everest was Matthew Bautel, the sophomore, getting in there, getting a rep at quarterback. Another uh, slippery ball uh, situation there. Yeah, I think it's really getting wet out there. The snappers and the quarterbacks having trouble with it. We might see this ball stay on the ground primarily for the remaining 11 and a half minutes of this quarter in this game. Which uh, doesn't serve uh, Mooney well because Mooney needs to score quickly and often. Uh, the uh, ground game has not been successful for them, but uh, at this point they're just trying to keep Everett out of the end zone anymore. Yeah. So now it is Bottel in the shotgun. Four receivers split out each way. He sends one in motion. Bottel pitches to Oliver Neiman. Neiman oh. tries to get a gain. He's hit hard right at his own sideline. That was a loud one. You could hear that from up here. Brendan Hazen later. Downhill runner, downhill hitter too. So Oliver Neiman got maybe one on that one. Still not back to the original line of scrimmage. Third and 12 now for Everest. Yeah, that was as hard a hit as we've seen today. Surprised it came from the Mooney defense. We expected Everest to be the harder hitters out there. A harder hitter, harder hitting on the scoreboard at least, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Just late, late substitutions here for both teams. Bottel back in at quarterback. Looks like Neiman subbed out after getting hit pretty hard on that play. Bottel in the pistol, takes a snap, tries to hands off it. It's kind of bobbled. He got it to Wolschleger, but not for much gain. Wolschleger might have moved a little bit earlier on that uh, on that snap. He, he was uh, moving forward uh, before the quarterback received the ball. Might have been a slight missed false start, but it's fourth and 12 for Everest. So one of the first really stalled drives we've seen for them. This is their first punt of the day as Patrick Cooper will come out to boot it away for the Mountaineers. Back to return is Brendan Hazen later. Snap is up. Punt is high. Hazen later steps up and calls for a fair catch. He drops the ball. It falls right before his feet. Three Mountaineers near. The line judge quickly says Hazen later got it. He got lucky. That ball took that bounce. It did. It, it went over and through his hands behind him and then immediately bounced his direction. He was able to fall right on top of it. That looked like it was going to quickly be a Mooney turnover. Instead, Hazen later in. The Cardinals will start this drive from their own 20-yard line. Yeah, he was uh, signaling late uh, for a fair catch, and he was full tilt going forward. Uh, it's a recipe for disaster. He was trying to catch up to that one. Uh, he barely got that hand up to wait for the fair catch. Now in the gun, Taranta takes a snap, quarterback option. It's actually Brian Everhart 
getting a rep in at Wildcat. He gets a gain, a good gain of about seven. Everhart subs out. Thought they were going to do a little bit of uh, uh, quickly to the line, but they decided to do some substitutions there. Being methodical with it. Looks like Everhart is now taking reps at quarterback instead of Taranta. Came in, got the call from Joe Kinnell. It is Everhart in the gun. Two receivers split out, one on each side. Takes a snap. It's an option. He pitches to Hazenlater. Hazenlater tries to hit a hole. Makes a couple men miss. Does get the first down. Plus about two yards beyond that. Out to the 32, 33-yard line. So moving the chains for Mooney. 7.21 to play in this game. Captain setting the pace there. He's uh, not giving up. He expects the rest of this team to not give up. Hazenlater, who... Is quoted by Joe Cannell as just a great kid, a hard-working kid. We've mentioned how fast he is. He gets downhill. He's a, a true football player through and through. Brendan Hazen later. Too many men in the uh, huddle there. Uh, let go by the referee. Now Everhart hands it off in the I formation, and it's immediately stopped short. Handoff was to Quinn Addis, but instead Everest had different plans. Stopped for a loss of one, second and 11. Duncan Brown and Thomas Powery. More substitutions, both teams uh, getting some younger players in. Some numbers we haven't uh, seen too often. That's uh, Grayson Harris coming on for Everest. So now Everhart looks confused with Cannell, and it looks like Cannell's going to call a timeout. Yeah, they only have 10 on the field uh, right now. They had a late runoff. Yeah, Everhart wasn't quite sure. That seems to be, with both teams, kind of an issue today is that pre-snap communication, making sure the right personnel is on the field, the substitutions. What goes into that? Well, the, those the. The next call is made on the sideline, and the people are, are ushered out. You have to, when you're in the, the huddle, you have to look for that person coming on who's going to replace you. Our next call will be in a couple minutes after a short break. We'll be right back on the Catholic High School League Game of the Week. You're listening to FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. CHSL Football on WDTK, The Patriot, is sponsored by Siena Heights University. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. You're listening to the CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK Detroit. Listen to WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot, live and on demand on odyssey.com. Download the app for free at the Apple Store or Google Play for 24-7 access to Detroit's conservative talk station. 
Throughout the day, you'll hear lively discussions from local and national network hosts on politics, policies, and politicians making headlines. Plus, on-time traffic, news, and weather updates. Stream WDTK FM 101.5 and AM 1400 The Patriot Detroit at odyssey.com today. Coming back from commercial as Everhart throws it deep. It's picked off by Michael Wojcikowski, the junior defensive back who we haven't heard a lot of today. Gets in there on the second string and gets a rep and makes an interception. So Mooney gets the ball back and immediately turns it over. The third turnover of the day, second interception for Everest. We mentioned the turnover battle pregame, Carl. Everest is winning it 3 to nothing. It doesn't really matter though all their turnovers have come except for the the fumble recovery and garbage time here's a run up the middle and out to the right side bouncing out to the sideline is Aiden Wolschlager Aiden makes a man miss and will scamper into the end zone a 60 yard run by Alex Wolschlager and that's the sixth touchdown of the day for Everest they're up 44 to nothing 424 to play with an extra point to come yeah, James Hillard uh, had the wheels to catch up with him, but unable to wrap him up, he uh, broke free and ran it in. Wolschlager, those legs moving high, stepped his way from the 15-yard line into the goal line. Thibodeau comes on to kick. I think Everest was uh, using their third quarterback, and that is uh, Matthew Bontel uh, in that run play. Thibodeau's kick is up, and is good. So a 45 to nothing lead, four and a half minutes left to play in this game. Everest is up big. Yeah, that play came out of nowhere after we saw a little bit of a stall there from Everest on their last possession. This one, he just bounced it outside, ran down the right side, and he was gone. Wolschlager had good blocking up front, had a nice wide hole made for him. And after he bursted through that hole to the second level, he did the rest, and he did a good job, a 60-yard score for a touchdown. Yeah, 60-yarders don't show up on the stat sheet by accident. That's a lot of execution everywhere. Everybody, all 11 guys did well there on that play. Now Mooney's 11 will try to make something happen. Ready to take the kickoff. Four and a half minutes to go. Yeah, this was uh, not an outcome we expected to see. Not at all. The most points Mooney has led up so far this season by a large margin. 23 more than they have given up in any game so far this year. 4-1 Mooney will... Almost certainly dropped to four and two after this game. Looked like a short onside kick for Everest. Not sure why they would be kicking it onside. It's recovered and fielded by Mooney. So they get good field position. Not sure if that was intentional or or not from the Mountaineers. Nevertheless, it'll be Mooney football from their own 45 first and 10. Yeah, well, one of those previous kickoffs uh, was a little bit of a hard liner that was down low too. It might be just something a little bit that they're working on there to uh, try to keep the off team on bal- off balance. 
Keeping uh, a set play being uh, executed by a return team. So 3.40 to go. Everhart no longer taking snaps at quarterback. He split out wide on the near sideline. That looks like Taranta is back in there in the I formation. Taranta takes the handoff, hands it off, takes the snap and hands it off. That one goes to backup running back Avery Broll, the freshman. Once again, uh, Mooney going with the run play. Everett's uh, ready for that. So now second and eight for Mooney on the two-yard run by Broll. Broll the backup running back. Toronto in the I formation again. Two receivers out. Broll the deep back again. He does get the handoff. Makes a couple men miss as he gets through a hole and out just short of the line to gain by about a yard or two. Moody uh, being methodical with their run game again. Taking their time, not exactly trying to get back into this game down 45 with just over two minutes remaining, but at least trying to run the fundamentals well. Well, in all things, there's uh, things to be learned from this situation for both teams. Both teams will certainly take something away from this game. Everest won't have much to take away other than what they do well. Really, their only few mistakes you can count on one hand is two dropped interceptions, and they had a couple plays where they let Mooney make some big ones, but there is an absolute stop by Everest. Shangan Park, the junior, came in and lit up the ball carry on that line of scrimmage. That was an introduction. Hello, nice to meet you, says Park. This is where you belong, on the ground. Fourth and four, 128 to play. I formation again. Mooney trying to convert on fourth down. It's a screen pass to Everhart. Everhart does get the first down before he's pushed out of bounds. A flag, a very late flag comes in. It's a personal foul on the defense, so that will tack on 15 extra on top of Everhart's catch and run. Hard from our perspective uh, behind the bench to, to see what happened there, but that play ran right into the uh, Everhart's uh, bench and uh, got a lot of attention. Short-sighted, we couldn't see that. It might have been a big hit that Everhart suffered but he got the first down and a couple more with the penalty under a minute to play Toronto under center it's a fullback handoff trying to make a couple men miss the fullback but it's just a gain of four Twenty-eight seconds left, probably enough time for one more Cardinal Mooney play before we tie a ribbon on this one here at Everest Collegiate High School. Toronto under center, I formation. 
Quinn Addis, the deep back. Two receivers split out. Toronto takes the snap, throws left. It's caught by Tremblay, trying to run forward. He does get inside the 10-yard line and is downed at about the 8. And it looks like Joe Cannell calls a timeout with three seconds left. So one more play for Mooney. He's going to try to make sure they don't throw up a goose egg and they at least put six on the board. Mooney's going to get one more opportunity from the nine to score it. Everest bench uh, didn't get the message there that there was a timeout call. They're going to have to be retrieved back over to the sideline here. Carl, what's the play call here if you're joking? I'm trying to get trying to get one touchdown today. You got to get nine yards. You got three seconds to do it. I think they're going to kick a field goal. Oh, first uh, second and nine. That's the play call. Trying to not put up zero on the scoreboard. Mooney to kick the field goal on is Michael Ricard. Kick is up. It's definitely got the leg, and it has the alignment. Ricard, the high scorer for Mooney today as he runs off in celebration. He puts up three on the board. The only three for Cardinal Mooney. 45-3 to Everest wins this one for homecoming. You've been listening to Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. CHSL Game of the Week on WDTK, The Patriot is brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Have we gotten to the point where at some high school game that an official has finally had enough from coaches, players, and adults, pulls off the whistle, and offers it to you? Let's hope not. There's no way you could do a better job. It's on everyone to promote good sportsmanship. So before you blurt something out about that next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing, and when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's up? These are the people who are passionate about your success and will work 24-7 to deliver real customers to you and your business. Why would you trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? Get nationwide experience, resources, and results. Learn more about Salem Surround at surrounddetroit.com. That's surrounddetroit.com. Catholic High School League football game of the week post-game show from the Mitten Mortgage Lending broadcast booth, Brennan Shabath and Carl Ruff. Wrapping up this one with a nice bow and ribbon, 45-3, to Carl Everest wins this one. Everything went right for them. It did. Uh, almost all the scoring, uh, 35 points scored in the first half. Uh, Mooney uh, able to limit the... Uh, Mountaineers to 10 points in the second half, uh, 10 to 3, scoring by the two teams. Uh, got the two teams meeting out in the center out here right there, Grace uh, as a victor and Grace as a loser in this game. Um, it was uh, didn't live up to its hype uh, by the score. Uh, you're going to see a uh, different, uh, different uh, team out of uh, Mooney, I think, uh, next week. 
Uh, Everest here wins their homecoming, uh, sitting atop the standings now. And Everest, as you mentioned, trying to be a different team next week. Or excuse me, Mooney trying to be a different team next week. They will travel to Allen Park Cabrini to take on them as Everest will host Waterford, Our Lady of the Lakes. Both of those games coming next week on October 8th. Carl, let's, let's talk about the Alliance Catholic Credit Union drive of the game. Get an auto loan in minutes at AllianceCatholic.com. I think for me it, it has to be that first drive for Everest. There was a, a very perfect fundamental drive. They had a couple runs, a couple passes, and then Jimmy Nedwick, the freshman, got his first touchdown on the, of the year on a seven-yard jet sweep, and that really set the tone for this game and the rest of the night, which led to a 41- or 42-point victory for Everest. Yeah, and, and that first pass, uh, Joey Thibodeau uh, threaded it in there, and uh, he was able to get that score over there for uh, Jimmy Nedwig, uh, but he uh, was the general for this game. Uh, effectively was able to be removed before halftime. Uh, the, uh, the war plan put together by this Mountaineer team uh, had had some great success. So the Mountaineers do succeed very well today with a 42-point win. Mooney has a lot to work on after tonight, and it doesn't quite seem like they ex executed their game plan as they had hoped. But if you're Joe Cannell, what were some of the bright sides you saw from your team? Well, I'd, I'd say, you know, there was fight. There was, uh, yeah, there was some lack of execution uh, at some inopportune times, some uh, penalties. Uh, they lost a little bit of focus there in the end of the first half, which resulted in a uh, exciting uh, touchdown uh, by uh, Kevin Cronin. But uh, all in all, you know, uh, they uh, it, it's hard to find a silver lining in this uh, this defeat uh, for Mooney. But the one thing you can be assured of, they had some success coming in here, and uh, everything's a teachable moment, and they can look at this game, and this is going to be their low point of the season because there's going to be some more highs. Yeah, and definitely some teachable moments. Not exactly so much on the Everest side for Mike Prichnicki, not really a whole lot to teach your team, but just to keep up what they're doing. That's their fifth win, win in a row. They're 5-1 and one on the season. They've got a good game coming up next week. How do you keep this momentum throughout the school week coming up and uh, over the weekend and, and into next weekend? Well, you know, uh, too much success. If you start believing in your own press, you start thinking that you're going to be able to just uh, – uh, bring it to the to the game, and the other team's going to uh, react to how great you are in the last game you played, you're going to end up losing. And so coach is going to have to be keeping focus for this team. Don't believe that you're going to be able to just walk over an opponent. you got to stay focused. Keep going on with your game plan. Next week, knock them down one at a time. Don't get too big. So let's take a look. At some other scores from around the league. These scores are brought to you by Alliance Catholic Credit Union, or excuse me, Siena Heights University Football Update, provided by the CHSU Marketing Contact. So these scores, this game was a, a running clock here in the second half with a, a 35-plus point lead for Everest. So not too many Scores around the league, not too many games around the high school league have finished yet already. Calumet 
wins this one 21-6 over Iron Mountain. Not exactly a close one there. Denby de- defeats Detroit Comarts Media and Communications 24-8. Detroit East English loses a big blowout 48-0 to Renaissance. Oak Park wins a solid one 20-6 over Birmingham Seaholm. And Parma West wins 13-7. Parma Western 13-7 over Coldwater. Those are your scores from around the league from the Alliance Catholic Credit Union scoreboard. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is a proud sponsor of the Catholic High School League with 10 branch locations, a full-service online team, a highly rated mobile app, and great loan rates. Alliance Catholic Credit Union can be your financial guardian angel. You can join online in 10 minutes or in minutes, and when you do, use code JOIN20 for a $20 deposit into your account. Just visit AllianceCatholic.com to get started. That's AllianceCatholic.com. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Here in Clarkston, Michigan, as the dew starts to lower and, and get all our papers on our table wet and the grass wet, Everest enjoying some post-game festivities here on homecoming. A lot of fans and parents down there on the field congratulating the players. They win it 45-3 to over Cardinal Mooney. You've been listening to the Catholic High School League Football Game of the Week. On FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. The CHSL Football Game of the Week is brought to you by Mitten Mortgage Lending and Siena Heights University. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.siennaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. Hey, it's Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. So thrilled to be in Detroit with all of my camp house buddies. Howdy, folks. It's Larry Wysoon, Mr. Whitetail. Hey! This is your blood brother, Ted Nugent. God bless America. Good morning, everybody. It's Jace Robertson from Duck Dynasty. Billy, if you don't sit down, those ducks are never going to come in. <laughs> I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam. Billy, let's go fishing. Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Saturday morning at 6 on FM 101.5 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Everest wins this one for our game of the week, 45-3 to on homecoming night here in Clarkston. Brennan Shabath and Carl Ruff here. Carl, people ask me what is a credit union. I tell them it's the same as bank, but it's not there to make a profit. And you're not a customer, you're a member. With Alliance Catholic Credit Union, members share the Catholic faith. So in addition to having everything needed to manage your money, Alliance Catholic does things like sponsor the Catholic High School League, provide scholarships for Catholic students, offer a free financial literacy program to Catholic schools. Did your bank do that? Visit AllianceCatholic.com to learn more. You can become a member online in minutes. That's AllianceCatholic.com. Alliance Catholic Credit Union is federally insured.
by the NCUA. As we start to wrap it up here, Carl, just a quick review of the game. We'll each give our thoughts. First off, we'll start with player. Who was your player of the game today? I got to count on uh, Joey Thibodeau. You know, he passed for a touchdown. He ran for two more. He participated in three of the first half touchdowns, which really iced the game. For me, it's going to have to be the freshman wide receiver, Jimmy Nedwick, uh, ran for his first touchdown today on the jet sweep, had a couple more big plays, played well defensively. We mentioned it on air that he just seems like a, he just he's just a football player, and it looks like he's going to grow into a really sound football player for this Everest team. So we'll see if he can continue his rise to stardom under his brother Johnny, who's the senior and then what, what, what's your play of the game, Carl? What did you like the most today? I liked that last touchdown before the end of the half. A little bit of a surprise touchdown there by Kevin Cronin. He broke free. He ran. It was a 60-yarder, I think it was, and uh, really didn't expect it. Kind of was just like running out the clock to end the first half, and bang. And for me, it's going to be the, the freshman, excuse me, running back, Alexander Wolschlegger out of the second half at the start of the fourth quarter. Like we said, Everest was just playing football. They're trying to just get the fundamental down, and Wolschlegger had a hole after he got through the hole. He did the rest and ran for 60 yards to the end zone and got a score his first of the year as well. That's pretty big for him, and it really was a good thing to see. It looked like it made a lot of the parents and a lot of the fans happy. Sure, and, you know, you've got some established uh, starters and, and great players like Thibodeau. But you got to look at this team, and you see where they're coming from. A lot of freshmen performed well in this game. We'll see how both of these teams match up the rest of the year. Who knows? Maybe they'll meet in the state playoffs. A lot to be determined until then, until we go back to Ford Field. Next week for the game of the week, not a Friday night. It'll be happening on a Saturday, a 1 o'clock kickoff, 12.30 pregame. Next week, Saturday, October 9th, we have Divine Child versus Detroit Loyola, hosted at Bishop Foley High School. We will be there for, yet again, the Catholic High School League Game of the Week. That is, again, not on Friday. That is Saturday, October 9th, also not a night game. It's a 1 p.m. kick, 12.30 pregame there. Hopefully Jeremy Otto and the regulars will be back for that one. Carl, we got to substitute for this one, and I had a blast. Yeah, it was great. It was great to meet you, yeah, pleasure. my friend, and uh, Marcus here. And uh, appreciate being here. Appreciate being invited. You've been listening to the Catholic High School League Game of the Week on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Hey, Warrior fans. Join us on Saturday, October 9th for Homecoming. Cheer on the Warriors as they take on GLIAC rival Michigan Tech under the lights in Midtown. Following the game, enjoy post-game fireworks. Tickets are available at wsuathletics.com slash tickets. And as always, parking is free in Lot 50 on game day. Go Warriors. Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, he'll get right to work. Now, meet the team at Salem Surround. What's Hi. These are the people who are passionate about your success and will work 24-7 to deliver real customers to you and your business. Why would you trust your digital marketing to one person when you can hire a whole team? Get nationwide experience, resources, and results. Learn more about Salem Surround at surrounddetroit.com. That's surrounddetroit.com. The CHSL Game of the Week post-game show continues next. 
We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade, anywhere. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com Cross the X, throw the ribbon under, make the two bunny ears and tie them together. We're putting a bow on this show. Final here, 45-3. to The Everest Collegiate Mountaineers win it over the Cardinal Mooney Cardinals on homecoming night here at Everest Collegiate High School in Clarkston, Michigan. A couple thank yous we want to give. We want to give a thank you to our Mitten Mortgage Lending Broadcast Booth uh, assistant here, Marcus Burns, who really helped us today with the, the technology, helping me and Carl, who don't have any idea what's going on with the wires and the buttons. We want to thank our studio producer, Brian Bolesky, back there bringing us on and off air and helping guide us through the breaks. That running clock in the second half made things a little difficult. Carl, I want to thank you for coming here. It was a pleasure to meet you and a pleasure to announce this game. And I want to thank Jeremy Otto, the usual play-by-play announcer for the game of the week here on The Patriot, who gave me and Carl this opportunity today to be here. It's been a pleasure calling it for you. It was a pleasure being here. It was a good game. Everest wins this one 45-3. And next week for the Catholic High School League game of the week, as we mentioned earlier, just a reminder, that one is not Friday night football. That'll be a Saturday noon or 1 p.m. kickoff, 12.30 pregame, Saturday, October 9th. Divine Child takes on Detroit Loyola at Bishop Foley High School. So a bit of a mismatch there, not a 7 p.m. usual Friday kickoff. Again, that's a 1 p.m. kick on Saturday, October 9th at Bishop Foley. Divine Child taking on Detroit Loyola. We will be there for the Catholic High School League Game of the Week. For this one, Everest wins it 45-3 to over Cardinal Mooney. For Carl Ruff, I am Brennan Shabbat. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Catholic High School League Game of the Week on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Thank you for listening to the CHSL Football Game of the Week on The Patriot. This broadcast is sponsored by Mitten Mortgage Lending, Alliance Catholic Credit Union, Siena Heights University, and The Student Connection. Follow the Catholic League Game of the Week on Twitter at CHSL on WDTK. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.